106.9. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you're just waking up, let me tell you this. It snowed way more than you think it did. I walked outside. There was like six inches of snow on top of my car. I was surprised by that. I know they were calling for it. I just did not expect that much snow. It snowed much more than you thought it did. Your schools might also be closed if you're sending kids to school this morning. I think Maslin already decided they're done. You can keep up to date with all school closings at WRQK.com. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? Uh, Good. I'm going to say the exact opposite, though. I didn't think it snowed as much as they said it was going to. I was prepared for, like, dude, it's going to be a foot and a half. You're going to have to get, a, like, a, a, like, a, like, a husky, and you're going to have to, like, go into work on a, on a sled. You know what it, it is? It wasn't that bad. I don't believe weather people. Uh, I don't believe them. And so um, when they tell me, you know, you might get 10 inches, I'm always like, yeah, 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 sure, I might. I, I think it depends on the circumstances of, like, how far out they are. I think within, like, 72 hours, you know, the general consensus of weather people is usually correct. But is that there, right? there's, you know, you start making... Like, hey, next month, or you know, according to the groundhog, six weeks later, blah blah blah, then you're gonna, you know, obviously swing and a miss a lot there. All right, fair point. I just, um, all right, it was just like a month ago. Mark Johnson told us winter was over, remember? Well, right. yeah, winter's over. That's a month, month out forecast. That's him saying, hey, I think this. And uh, so I'll ask this question, yeah, what are we still paying weather dudes for? Like, honestly, I, I know I'm the guy who always says, that ah, technology, it's ruined jobs, people are out of work, but at the end of the day. I know TV companies. They're just like radio companies. And the moment they feel like, you know what? We don't need you. Like, you're out. And so in today's day and age of everybody having that information in their pocket... What are we doing with that? Now, I'm sure that, you know, the the the, the weather room has reduced in size just like every other room in, in I broadcasting. I don't think we need it. Um, the, the reason I'll say that you do is the more or less the illusion of, of knowledge there where you're going to feel a little bit more like, all right, there's a guy Lydia in a tie. Lydia already does that. There's a guy that's wearing a tie that's telling me, hey, this is what's going to happen as opposed to I'm just taking my phone's word for it. I think there's a little bit of comfort there where, like, I mean, there's a, you, you can make that argument with, like, almost anything, but to have the reporter to have somebody there that like okay I feel like there's a face that I can like trust with 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 the report there I I mean people like to be lied to like yeah that. they do they like that comfort they like that it's gonna it's gonna be okay they do and I don't or even if it's not gonna be okay people like to be lied to about how drastic it's gonna be and oh my god I gotta get toilet paper milk and eggs I have to do it they love being lied to yeah if you don't have somebody that's telling them your life's gonna be over you yeah. gotta go to the grocery store then nobody's gonna watch the TV I makes, guess. makes them feel special you know what I mean makes them feel like oh my gosh this is such a big drastic thing that I'm a part of it's just when I watch people get fired from TV stations I'm yeah. always like wait a minute but you're gonna keep the meteorologist who is solely guessing at what they're doing guessing that's the best that's the best you can get is go eh, well I I think this is what it'll be even with all that equipment they give those guys it's purely a guess, and they pay these dudes all this money, and then they fire people who legitimately need their jobs. I'm sure 25 years ago, like I said, there was probably a lot more people involved in the weather operations and like how that all works. Now it's all automated. Now it's all like national weather forecast, blah, 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 and that's why you just need the Jeff Tanchek, the Dick Goddard, the whoever is going to be the guy, the A.J. Colby, who's going to be, hey, here, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, to, what you have to worry about. Dude, Tanchek used to live underneath a buddy of mine. He used to right. live directly underneath a buddy of mine in an right. apartment complex. And I will say this about those jobs. It sucks because everybody talks to you about the weather. Like, oh, <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they see you and they're like, so what's it going to be tomorrow, man? 
You know, it, it, at least, that would suck. At least with like a radio show, we have like a broad enough, you know, diverse enough amount of topics. Where it's, it's always like, something you heard that you're like, oh man, I remember when you said this. That was so funny, dude. And I, I never remember. And, but once ten oh five hits, I like the show's like out of my head. But at least it's not weather. Like, dude, tell me about tell me about the barometer. Yeah. Tell me about what's yeah. going on, Tanchek. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I assume that would suck. It. Uh, yeah. He lived underneath a buddy of mine, Jeff Tanchek did, and and every time I saw him in the park parking lot. Somebody was stopping him to be like, you know, we're going out of town this weekend and he would always kind of have the same answer like, I'm going to be on TV in like three hours telling <laughs> you this. Just turn on the TV. I'm, I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't go door to door with this. I go on the television and do this. I felt bad for him a little bit. Of course. But dude. I did. I woke up and I saw all that snow and I was like, oh my God. And, uh, you know, if you weren't listening yesterday, I ended up buying a new car over right. the weekend and with my new car came stability control. Nice. Like you just press this little button. It's got squiggly lines underneath the tires, and apparently that means you will not have squiggly lines underneath your tires. You're not squiggling anywhere. You're going and straight. I will say this, that it seemed to help a great deal. Oh, yeah. Like, it seemed to help a great deal. Like, it, fe- my car did feel differently once I turned that on versus driving. And I do got to give ODOT this. I don't know if that's who handles this down here. But the freeways already are pretty clear. Yeah. Like, 77, 77 was, was already, like, pretty well driving conditioned. Like, they were all right. I mean, and it's only, what, 615 right now. Right. And obviously, as the snow's still falling, who knows what's going to happen throughout the morning. But you're still going to want to go safe and slow. But honestly, it they was... They were kind of on it. I was I was up to speed, I think, for my entire drive on 77. If I, was, if, if, if I wasn't, I was close. I would have been had I not left my house a little too late. It was other drivers preventing me from uh, doing that because they're just being a little cautious. And right. I'm not going to knock Which anybody for doing it. Yeah, I'm not going to knock anybody for that. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, I, but yes, I could have been doing 65, 70 the whole way here. Yeah. But, you know, there was just a little bit more traffic when I decided to, uh, when I decided to leave the house. And again, I hadn't known it snowed that much. I woke up and I actually woke up before my, you know, my coffee machine set to start at 4 a.m. every right. day. So I woke up before that thing even started. So I get into the kitchen. I'm like, the coffee's not even made. And so I just turned around and I was like, go, just go back to the bedroom. And I laid down in bed. I was like, why are you going to do this? You're gonna you're gonna try to lay down for three minutes while you're Not waiting for the work, coffee, yeah. and dude, next thing you know, you're gonna be a half hour in this bed. And sure enough, I woke up. I was like, "Oh my god!" So then I woke up and I woke up a little too late. I got dressed and I never got the coffee. So it's sitting there. It's sitting there on my kitchen counter. It's hot. It's warm. It's ready to go, and I can't have it. I uh, I would assume that you waking up this morning, dealing with your coffee situation, dealing with uh, dealing with some snow, you had to have felt great about that new car, right? The yes. fact that like the fact that you could like drive in safely, securely, and not yes. have to worry about not anything. hold it together, right? Not like hold the <laughs> dude. I can. I mean, I, I honestly, is this the first time you've driven in snow? Was it pretty good handling in it? Was it pretty good? You feel like you made a good winter purchase. I made a great purchase. Good, I, I really did. And uh, and again, if you're car shopping, check out Wakeham Auto. They did right. uh, they did a fantastic job finding me what I wanted. Um, yes, I made a really nice purchase. I believe, and I was kind of happy when I woke up this morning and saw snow because I was like, okay, well, I kind of thought like snow itself was over. Right. Well, now I get to see what this is like. I don't have to wait. And right. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of right. interested to see how we handle handles like a dream. It uh, it sucks that that has to be a part of your equation when you're car shopping. Like, well, how is it going to handle in the snow? But it's a huge part. If you're going to live in Northeast Ohio, whether it's in March or December, whenever that snow comes, eventually it's going to come. So yeah, that's always in a, uh, like I said, part of the equation there when you're when you're looking for a car. Apparently, one of our listeners, Chad's been out uh, plowing since uh-huh. one a.m. Uh, yeah, he says it's pretty bad. 
and dude, I am sure, dude, plow guys are just thanking the gods right now is they haven't been working all winter. Those dudes haven't done anything all yeah, winter. Yeah, so. I mean, I know buddies who do that for a living who, you know, landscape all summer and then plow all winter and all that kind of stuff. You know, I have a couple of buddies own their own companies and they've been bitching for two months. This has to be their Super Bowl. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, get out there and <laughs> yeah. make some money, guys. Well, I mean, I, our guys here that plow our lot were already here yeah. and they're, you know, they've already got a guy, you know, I think they, you know, he said he backtracked, you know, twice this morning already. So, and again, there are some school closings. I think Massel and uh, themselves yeah. is closed. You can stay up to date, WRQK.com. We'll pass out some Tesla tickets at 8.30. It is New Tour Tuesday. You got New Lord, New Brett Eldridge, and uh, New 311. And I, uh, I'll i probably fall asleep through that one a little bit. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. I feel like 311 is one of those bands that's a little overrated. Like, I think they're okay. I don't hate them. But I do think that like their fan base is so rabid that I think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you all kind of found one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Christian Mingle. It's like you guys got together, and now Deuteronomy is like, you know, foreplay. And I just, you know what I mean? And I don't get it. And I feel like 311 is very much the same thing, where it's a very, you're either in that group or you're not. Where are you at on 311? Um, uh, not my favorite group. I will definitely say that. I always felt like uh, like my brother and his friends liked 311 a lot. And for that reason alone, I was like, dude, 311 sucks. Hate this band. You guys all suck. So I don't know. I've always carried that with me a little bit. Yeah, I don't love them. We got a buddy that's crazy about them. But I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. Song's all right. Yeah, I mean they've had songs that were good. Amber's great, and all that stuff is is fantastic. I do kind of want to get into this Snoop Dogg thing at, during New Tour Tuesday. Have you seen this? Like, apparently, yeah. dude, like there's a there's this new video where he shoots Donald Trump. You can see it. It's up at wrqk.com in the Stands Radio Show section. If you haven't seen this yet, and I um I kind of want. I, I mean, so I saw the video. But it was like on one of those, you know, somebody just sent me the, and I didn't, I haven't heard the song. I just kind of watched the video, like the 30 second clip that everybody's mad about because apparently he takes out a gun and points it at not even Donald Trump, just somebody who's kind of dressed like that. And like the world's kind of freaking out about it. And I can't quite make sense of that. So maybe we'll throw that in for a fourth at nine o'clock this morning. Uh, we will send you to see Tesla at 830. And I've got bad news for LeBron James's kids. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online, WRQK.com. Head over there, check out the Stansbury Show sections where you can check out that new Snoop Dogg video. It's got everybody mad at him, which I can't quite make sense of. We'll get into that a little later in the program. That's online for you. Also, stay up to date on school closings via WRQK.com. It did snow more than you think it did. And again, uh, our snowplower Chad out there was like, yep, this is my Super Bowl. This is, in fact, it. Yeah, he's happy. I'm sure, man. You guys were sitting basically out of work for a while. Yeah, I mean, just get some hours on yeah. you, dude. I mean, you know, you pay for those trucks, you pay for those plows, you pay right. for all that stuff. Right. The only way to make that money back is to get out there and do it. You know, we kind of buried the lead. Uh, last night we had dinner together, and uh, yeah. we were invited to the friends and family opening of the new TDs. That's going to be where is that? Is that Lake Cable? Lake over Cable, there? yeah, that's okay. in the Lake Cable area. Um, it's it's right next door to Fiddlesticks. Yeah. This is exactly yeah. where it is. It's in that shopping center, which, dude, that shopping center right there, dude, that's like Stansbury built now. 
You got fiddlesticks, which billiards is my second favorite hobby behind golf. And then now you put a TDs in there. Right up front, you got CSE Federal Credit Union. That's my Jeez. bank right there. Jeez. Yeah, I got my bank right there. That whole little area is like like me. All things stands very. So I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and she was like, you know, are you at that TDs opening? I said, yeah. She goes, you know I live like right behind there. And I said, no, I didn't know that. She's like, you should look over here. And I was like, well, maybe I should look over there for a place to live because she's got a nice house that they run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really nice area of, uh, of Canton. Um, and the thing with uh, the Lake Cable area is I feel like people who live in the Lake Cable area are all very, like, I don't want to say clean. I don't live in Canton. I live in uh, Lake yeah, Cable. Yeah, very much. Very right. much. There's we separation t- built in there. We talked about this not only at lunch the other day because we had lunch together and then we had dinner together last night. And we kind of like, wh- all right, people always say, you know, what's it like off the air? We have this conversation all the time. And I don't want to make anybody angry, okay? But I have never seen more names of small like sections of a city for 88,000 people in my life. Can't we just all live in Canton? I don't Can't understand. <laughs> I, I, but, but you do. You talk to people from North Canton and you say, oh, you're from Canton? No, I'm from North Canton. And it's like, guys, all it is is a way, just so you know, all these names... Of all these places, all it is is a way for you to judge other people. That's it. It's All you want to do is be able to look down your nose at people who live in East and South Canton. And that's why you tell people you live in North Canton. And you throw a lake in there and it sounds even fancier. Oh, oh I see Lake Cable. Lake I'm, Cable. I say I'm from like the best part. Yeah, There's a like, lake right. here. And in and, and, and Jackson? I know. Like, like, where, does, where does Jackson even exist? I don't even know where half these places are. It's a myth. That, dude, Jackson <laughs> is a myth. That's something your realtor told you so you could get sold on the fact that you, it's 88,000 of us, guys. Yeah. What are we doing? We're all in the same area. No. Now, I will say this, though. Like, I will say, like, when you go to East Canton, it does feel a little different. It, like, it's like, oh, okay, well, it feels different in Canton South. Like, that yeah. is kind of its own thing. Like, it is kind of its own thing. But at the end of the day, I don't understand how this has happened. I don't know where it is either. Sometimes I'll ask my girl, I'm like, where exactly are we I right never now? know where I am. She's like, oh, yeah, it's Jackson. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes me feel better that you just say we're in Jackson. All right. Yeah, Yeah, like because people will say to me, you know, up there, like, what do you mean, Lake Cable? Like, like I can see it. If I don't need binoculars to see it. Well, and certainly, if, if, if the post office doesn't recognize it as something different, you still have a Canton mailing address. So I don't understand what you're, I mean, like, when I put you. Okay, is that true? Like, in. Well, North Canton, do they have to list North Canton? North or? Canton's its own separate thing. Okay, North Canton's that's its own, own se- separate its own thing. separate city, its own separate thing. But okay. like with something like Lake Cable, like that is like still a Canton mailing address. That's a neighborhood essentially, like, right? Yeah, when we, well, like you know, it's it's not like it's its own. And, and, and at that point, that's probably the the decision is: does the post office recognize this as its own place? If not, then you just kind of have to say you live in Canton. Nobody cares. Nobody cares you live by a lake. Oh, it's by a lake by a lake. Yeah. Oh, we're lake people. Shut up, lake people. You're the worst people is what you are. I know those people because uh, I grew up in Aurora Shores uh, and because people in Aurora Shores, because they had a lake there they and because you could have a boat docked at your house, right. you felt like you were in the Hamptons and like you're not in the Hamptons. You're in Aurora. No, it's waterfront <laughs> property. Shut up. No, it up. isn't. Shut up. It's a channel. Shut it's up. not even a river. 
It's a channel. Waterfront property. I know. Here, it's so hoity. Shut up. There, you can never underestimate the human being's desire to prove to other people that they have more things than you, or that their credit is better than yours, or that their life is going better than yours. And what I'll tell you is, most of those people are mortgaged to their eyeballs. They have no more money than you. Son of a bitch. We are the house poorest people in Canton, Ohio. Should just live on shore, dude. You'll be rich there. Um, and I guess, really, if you're one of these people that we're talking about, you should go to TD's. It's at Lake Cable now. You're going to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, the restaurant's fantastic. You know, of course it's, which I couldn't believe he did it. It's like, Scott, this is your third one of these. Right. Obviously, that brand means something around here, though. People love that place. Like, people know TD's is good. Know it and trust it. Now, what I will say, is I didn't know this until I got there last night. The Lake Cable location gets really lucky. Because not only are you getting TDs, that opens actually tomorrow. Yeah. It opens tomorrow. Um, but you're also getting Twisted Citrus, which I think is the best of all of his brands. It's like one restaurant tour and his wife that do it. Swanky breakfast. It's like, it yeah, is, yeah, it's like really good. Yeah, yeah breakfast. It's like uh, Eggs Benedict and like that kind of thing. And like the, uh, uh, the Elvis, uh, you know, waffles really good. Should fit right in and like cable there. Swanky breakfast, yeah. little lakefront property. Yeah. yeah. All right. As a matter of okay. fact, Mr. College Degree, you go drink champagne <laughs> at breakfast as if you're not an alcoholic. <laughs> Got it. No, no, no. You went to Harvard, so booze Ooh. at breakfast. Booze at breakfast is eccentric. <laughs> it's not loserish. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. No, but you do. You get Twisted Citrus, which is awesome. Great. That's is. my favorite of his really brands. Um, and then apparently he's also now, uh, it, there's a third restaurant in that whole little unit that he's going to do, I believe, two weeks from now. And it's his Mexican food brand. Which apparently, and I don't know this because I didn't live here then, but there was like a famous Mexican restaurant. Is it Three Gringos? Correct. Three Gringos was apparently a thing in Jackson years ago, and apparently it was wildly popular. And so he went back and has bought now all of like the original recipes from those people. And so they told him, you go on a giant eagle, go to the tortilla aisle, <laughs> and, you, and you get this kind of tortilla. No, throw beef on there, and then cheese Some on top of that. Some beans there. They're going to lose their minds. And then you roll it, and then cheese goes on top. And if it doesn't taste any good, just add mole on top of it. Kind of knocking it, because, like, you know, as Jim Gaffigan famously said, Mexican food tastes like Mexican food. You know? Now, there are places that are better than others. I understand that. But ultimately, it's Mexican food. Nah, but dude, Scott and his wife, they know what they're they doing know when what it comes doing. to restaurants, man. I mean, obviously, TD's a very uh, well, well, well-respected well, brand in Stark County. You mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Twisted Citrus. That's my favorite. It's top-notch, <clears throat> dude. It really is. So I, I'm going to trust them to uh, to do three gringos right. <clears throat> and I know the big thing there, like the big, like, and my girlfriend's mom is just like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait. Oh, my gosh, I cannot this wait. This is gringos? Yeah, three gringos. Okay. For the, uh, for the blue margaritas. That's like the big, like, oh, my my gosh, they're blue, and you're gonna love them. And you drink it out of a boot, and like <laughs> I know, I mean every it's a sombrero. I mean, you drink it out of a sombrero. You know, you and I have both lived in California, so we've had all like the good Mexican food any one person would ever need. You start getting out to the west end of the country, Mexican food gets real good because well, there's just more, you know. But I've heard that that brand's really good. I've just I've never had it, but I'm excited about that. But I'm excited. I'm also excited for another Twisted Citrus like that because the ones right here up of uh, was it North Main right there, pretty much across the street from Swenson's. 
that's where uh, that's where that one is. That one's already open. That one's been open a while, and uh, I do. I love that. You know what? Maybe I'll go there today for lunch after uh, you know after the program. A little bit of fancy breakfast. Oh, the fancy breakfast. Uh, yeah, stands very late cable. So <laughs> no, I'm just gonna have the champagne. Ooh, I'm the not champagne. drinking. It's just champagne and orange juice. That's not booze. No, 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 no. No, that guy that's sitting at the <laughs> on the corner of the street <laughs> drinking booze at the same time in the morning. I am. No, that's a loser. I'm doing it inside and it's champagne. So you know I'm. A good citizen. It's it is very funny. Well, doing it inside does make a difference. There should be right. at least some sort of Yeah, you know, booze and sex both have that appeal. It's like, dude, get that inside so you don't get arrested. You're absolutely right. All right. I uh I, I got a little caught up in my love of TDs and twisted citrus and my, you know, just head scratching of where the hell we all live. <laughs> I don't know what city I live in, man. Uh, but I do have some interesting news about LeBron James's kids. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Schools may be closed. If you need that information, you can get it at WRQK.com. I know Maslin is closed. I haven't heard if Canton City uh, has closed yet or not, but keep up to date with that info, WRQK.com. Also up for you right now at WRQK.com, not only the school closings, but more importantly, the Game of Thrones Season 7 like, teaser trailer. Which I can't wait for. I, I got to be honest with you. As soon as Game of Thrones is over, I'm probably going to cancel both my HBO and my Showtime and get out of it. Um, I kept Showtime because I watched a show called Billions on that channel, and the first season was so good, and the second season so far has been a complete and utter snooze fest. So I'm probably going to get ready to, uh, to cancel Showtime soon, but I cannot get rid of HBO before. And this is the last season of Game of Thrones. I've been in this the whole time. No reason to give it up now. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday who said to me, he goes, you know, I know you love this show. He's like, I'm just kind of now getting into it. He's like, so my girlfriend and I are just like kind of entering into like watching Game of Thrones. I said, oh, how are you liking it? And he said to me, he goes, well, we just watched The Red Wedding this morning. And I was like, oh, dude, it's so good, right? And he was like, yeah, I got to admit, man. He's like, as much as I thought, like, the fandom of this show was getting a little out of hand and people were a little, like, too annoying with it. And I will admit, us Game of Thronesers, we are. Nerds. We are really annoying about it. We are really annoying about best show ever. Got to watch it. We are annoying about that. But he said, he goes, after seeing The Red Wedding, he's like, I'm hooked. I was like, yeah, you should be. That's damn good. Well, uh, Stansbury's Little Dragon Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Check yeah, out the yeah. teaser trailer, WRQK.com. stupid dragon Dude, you drove six hours to watch dudes oil <laughs> each other up and fake wrestle. I, you know, I don't think you get to, like, double down on the nerd well, thing. You do know that, that Game of Thrones is fake, too, right? It's not a documentary. I know the historical element. You're like, wait a second. This must have really happened. Game of Thrones, not real either. It, no, that happened. Oh. <laughs> and there's a such thing as Middle Earth. Oh, okay. And Star Wars happened. <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, I do have hope for you lonely Star Wars fans. Uh, that's up for you at WRQK.com. If you would like to meet uh, someone of the same kind. Oh, it, it's actually someone of the opposite sex. I was like, God, these Star Wars fans, I need some help. Well, actually, it, 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 it does go into that. And okay. um, it's an older video, and I had forgotten that this had been a thing. But there was like a one nine hundred. Hot Jedi phone wow. sex phone sex line, wow. and so we have that uh, we have that video available for you up at wrqk.com as well. There you go. 
So you may have heard the name LeVar Ball, maybe Lonzo Ball, who is actually the teenage yeah. son, and uh, he's playing at UCLA, Lonzo Ball is, and they say he's probably going to be the second pick in the draft. I hear there's one kid, actually, who's probably, they think, is more NBA-ready today, but Lonzo Ball, everybody, is considering to be like pretty damn good, and he's expected to go number two, and which could easily mean number one. You know right, what I mean? Right, 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 right. It all depends on who the lottery pick goes to and what they want. What they want out of the play, of course. But um, I, I've watched a few UCLA games because of how much you know attention this kid's gotten this year. And I have to admit, he's damn impressive with the ball. He, um, he passes really well which is which is interesting to see a lot of these guys today are very balls you know um you know eccentric and they you know they're they're pretty greedy with it and you know he's uh, you know the highlight reels I've seen him you know a lot of no looks a lot of you know a lot of passing he likes to get his teammates involved and that's kind of fun basketball to watch and he's got one of these dads that just won't shut up you may have remembered this it was a few weeks ago his dad said my son is better than Steph Curry right now that is, of course, a crazy thing to say. I thought it was nuts when Steph was named the unanimous MVP in the league. Anytime LeBron's in a sport, you can't unanimously call anybody else the MVP. That was my take there. But I would say that Steph winning back-to-back MVPs, he's now won a championship a couple of years ago. To say that your kid, who I don't even think is a senior, right? I think it isn't he like a sophomore? Yeah, yeah. To say that your kid, who's in like his second year at UCLA or whatever, is already better than Steph Curry, I think that goes past the boundaries of parenting and I love my kids into, like, dude, you're nuts. Well, you know, I think all parents are going to, you know, especially nowadays, I guess, where all, all parents are going to treat their child as, as something special. And obviously, you do have something special on your hands when you do. your kid, you know, is, you is, is that talented and is going to be a professional athlete. But I guess that's where the emphasis goes, is like, he is going to be a professional athlete. Like, the kid has played absolutely zero seconds of NBA basketball. And, and we talked can, about this yesterday. Uh, like, dude, you can take guys off the charge and move them up to the NBA and they'll play five minutes. If that, and score three points. Right. And like, you know, I mean, Kay Felder's the prime example. He'll score 40 in the D-League, but then he goes to the to the NBA and it's like, dude, there's a big jump in talent there. And Huge. the NBA D-League is, is as close as you get. College basketball is a couple steps behind when you really think about it. The amount of guys that are playing college basketball right now that will never sniff the D-League is most. Most. Majority most. of dudes. So like, yeah, you, you to make that jump, and I understand basketball, um, you do have a little bit more wiggle room there when you can come out and make an impact on the game. You know, you say he's not even a senior. Well, of course he's not a senior. Nobody best, makes it that far. The, if you're, if you're right. one of the best basketball players in, in the country, of course you're not going to be a senior in, in college. But you, you you really do have to keep in perspective here. Not only is Steph Curry a professional athlete, but he's a starter. He's an all-star. He's a superstar of a basketball player. To make that, to make that claim is asinine. When your kid's not even considered to be the definitive number one pick, like everybody says, oh, he's top three for sure. He's not going to make it past the third pick, but still, like even if you were like the definitive first pick, like nobody's said for sure he's the first. Even 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 if even if you were, but that's every, crazy. To every say. year there's a top three guys that yeah. get picked. Yeah. Every year there's a number one draft pick. Doesn't mean crap, dude. Anthony Bennett was the number one draft pick. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean crap. You could famously go back to was it Sam Bowie went uh, uh, went above Jordan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't you can't just look at that as like the be all end all. No. Of like, well, this is my point. Being though, is that if 
my kid was going to be the definitive, no doubt whatsoever, like LeBron, he's going to be the first pick ever, I would still say I think my kid's going to be a great NBA player. I'm not sure I'm going to say he's going to be better than the current stars. You know what I would say? Nothing. Why are you talking about this, dude? Why is somebody putting a microphone in front of your face? I So I hated everything he said until I saw an interview with him, right? And he goes, I've been this way with my kids from the beginning. He's like, I used to tell kid, I used to tell guys in Chino, that's where they live, he's like walking up and down the street, hey, you guys want to play the best 10-year-old in the world? He's in the backyard right now. And he's like, so people talk about the pressure I'm putting on my kid. He's like, I've been putting this pressure on him since he was a young kid, and it, 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 nothing phases him. And how he raises his kid, that's one thing. But when you start, like, I don't care what you do there. But when you start saying that your kid can be, like, dude, you're setting your kid up for a lot of failure. And now he's going after LeBron James. He says here, here's the thing. You got to play the odds and percentages, said uh, LeVar Ball. Talking about LeBron James' kids. There have been a lot of great players, and all of their sons are whack. His kids are going to be whack. Kareem's got sons. Jordan's got sons. Shaq's got sons. And then here, Chris Broussard jumps in and says, his son's pretty good, too, because I hear Shaq's kid is pretty good. So he said, so then, you know, back to LeVar Ball here. He says, you got LeBron. It's going to be so far. It's going to be so hard for his kids because they're going to look at them like you got to be just like your dad. And after a while, that pressure starts sitting on you like, why do I got to be like him? Why can't I just be me? And they're going to be like, Oh, you're soft. You're not that good because the expectation is very, very high. Now, there, there may be an argument there. Of course. All right? But what I will say to him is you're doing to your kids the other way. Which is, you right. didn't, I mean, I think he got drafted in the NBA. I think he had, like, you know, he was in there for, like, I think it was a half a year or something. Now, obviously, that's going to be a much more common story of second-generation NBA players where either dad was really good, son not as good, or vice versa, dad was, you know, good enough to be in the league. He points to the Currys. He's like, look at, you know, Steph Curry's dad. He was a good NBA player, wasn't great, Steph's better. Well, I mean, like... It's, you know, obviously to have two pro athletes in your family, whether they're brothers, father, son, whatever the case is, that's a big accomplishment in itself that they were both able to do that. But if you think you're going to have once in a generation talent twice in a family that that is that's a very lofty expectation dude i mean we uh last year for that's the, fair. last year for the canton charge um mike stockton's kid played or john stockton's kid mike stockton was on the canton charge yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like dude your dad's one of the best point guards of all time we interviewed him and yeah. how do you live up to that and he's like dude i don't try to he's like that's not i'm never going that's to that's free and he even right. said he's like that's for you guys in the media right. to talk about i don't care dude gary payton's kid was playing for uh, for yeah. uh, the rio grand vipers on yeah. on uh, on saturday Sunday it was. And I, you know, I I don't think that's necessarily that fair. That's kind of cool to see Gary Payton's kid. When 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 obviously, you know, I mean LeBron's kid is going to have every opportunity in front of him yes. for coaches, for training, for for basketball knowledge. So uh, show me an AAU team that doesn't want LeBron James's right, kid, you know what right. I mean? Right, exactly. I mean, people are going to do things because they just want to get next to LeBron, which by the way, Fantone got a little close to to, to LeBron James yesterday. I Indeed I did. You went uh, you went over to Blaze Pizza. Uh the first one in Northeast Ohio, Blaze Pizza, located right by uh, right by Tilted Kilt there, where we'll be on, we'll be on Friday. On Friday, yeah. Um, but uh, Blaze Pizza, dude, absolutely delicious. I'm usually not a big fan of thinner crust pizza. You can get thicker, but like the thinner is the... That's is, their style. That's, that's what their thing. That's their thing. Um, but it wasn't like the stereotypical thin crust, like crunchy. It still had that like good chew to it. Like the pizzas were big. It was very affordable. Um, the drinks were awesome. Uh, honestly, Blaze Pizza, two thumbs up. You should go there soon. I'm going to go there today. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually going to try that. And, and you were saying, you know, you would have thought he would have put the first one either in the queue or Akron, right. where he's actually from. But nope. we ended up Can't getting the first it. one down here. Yeah.
That's awesome. All right, we're going to find out next on Rock 106.9. Who is wiretapping who? We'll break it all down next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just another reminder, join us this Friday as we'll start broadcasting live at 6 a.m. at the Tilted Kilt for St. Patrick's Day. First 100 people through the door, you're getting a Stansbury Show pint glass. Courtesy of us, Tilted Kilt and Millersburg Brewing Company. We're also going to be passing out Rock on the Range tickets for you as well. Can't make it there, 6 to 10. Join us noon to 2, as we'll be at the Canton Brewing Company. We'll be there for a couple of hours for St. Patrick's Day as well. Now, here's what I would do if I were you. I would show up, have breakfast with us, yeah. do the Tilted Kilt, and then move over to the Canton Brewing Company. Do both. That's the best way to go. That's probably your best chance to win Rock on the Range tickets. Oh, yeah, dude. You get I mean, both events. You, uh, you got both events. Double your chances to win. Um, Yeah, you could come early, enjoy breakfast, maybe uh, maybe a tilted kilt girl, head to work for a couple of hours, tell your boss, hey, I got to take gotta off. I got things. It. Dude, got to get out of here. Yeah. Got to go. And then I, you come over. I have actually do have to put my drinking shoes on. Okay. Um, On Friday. So there's a guy coming down. He, uh, he lives in the Streetsboro area, and okay. he's been listening to me since I started at MMS way back in the day. And he is officially the first documented fan ever. Wow. Goes all the way back to, like, wow. no social networking, phone only, calling wow. in the shows. Goes that far back. His name's Kevin Cologne. We used to call him the token Hispanic, and we love him. And uh, he's been a fan forever, listens to the podcast daily because he just works a different shift. And he says, I'm calling off work, I'm coming down there, and I'm finally getting drunk with you. Hell and I was yeah. like, okay, well, you know what I mean, dude, this guy's like this guy's like 15 years in. Hell like, yeah. I'm going to have, yeah, 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 so uh, I'll throw some back. I'm sure he'll be all excited when he hears that on the podcast. But yeah, uh, that's going to have to happen. So uh, I think things might go off the rails at the brewing company a little bit. It's all right, dude. After after two o'clock hits, I'm taking no responsibility for you. I'll None. leave you with the token Hispanic. Like, None. all right, just take care of this idiot. Just watch me. it happen. I got lift. <laughs> I'm close to home. There's plenty to eat. Everything should be, uh, yeah, everything should be on the up and up. Join us bright and early, 6 a.m. Yeah. at the Tilted Kilt as they're going to open up early. They'll have breakfast specials for you as well. Green beer. Like I said, we're passing out pint glasses, rock on the range tickets. One more thing quickly here right. with sports because it's, it sounds like Cavs. Uh, done with Larry Sanders. Uh, it sounds like that contract is picked up. We're good there. Yes, yes, yes. Cavs have signed with Larry, have signed Larry Sanders, and reportedly he'll be playing, uh, spending some time with the Canton Charge. That's what I heard. That uh, people keep saying he's going to spend most of the season with the Charge, but I thought there's only what the. There's only a couple home games left. There's only this week, oh, this week right. of home, home games, games left. So then they'll probably send him, you know, out on the road with the charge. They play can- tonight, do they not? Yes, indeed they do. I will be there. Tickets are still available. Cantoncharge.com. Um, I'm a little bit surprised they want to do that, though. I would just think spending more time with the team and kind of sucking up minutes from Tristan Thompson would be the main goal for well, the Getting Cavaliers. him worked into the practicing with those guys and all that, that's what I would have thought. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily understand the move, but if Larry Sanders is going to be playing for the charge, man, I'm excited about it. Do you have inside now? Is he... Will I do not tonight? know. I do not know. I can neither confirm nor deny whether Larry Sanders will be with the charge tonight. Is, I do uh, not know. Are the charge still at seven in a row? Do they play another game since we went? No, no. We're, you're sitting at seven in a row. Tonight would be eight in a row, and uh, they're making that playoff push as we speak. So they're in third place in the East right now. So uh, uh, fingers crossed that they're able to you know continue the momentum and, and hashtag charge up. Do you know what time tip-off is? It's 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock tip-off yeah. tonight. You can pick up tickets at yeah. CantonCharge.com or the Civic Center box office. I may go to that. Yeah. I had so much fun the, uh, there the other day. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's, it's very affordable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I always <laughs> give them credit. Even like the parking and mm-hmm. the concession stand both is still like 
oh yeah, this is about what this should cost. Right. It should cost six bucks to park a car. Right. It should right, cost two dollars right. for a hot dog. Like they, they kind of keep it right. But when you uh, you know, you factor in all things there, I feel like for uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck when it comes to Canton Charge basketball. So everybody's invited. The Canton Civic Center tonight is the night. All right, I've been staying away from this because <sighs> I know. I just worry how polarizing today's political environment is. Mm-hmm. So over the, like the last week or so, I've been like, you know what? I'm kind of going to go the other way. And I know that NBC is putting pressure on Jimmy Fallon to talk more politics. But I think that there's, I mean, again, we know how th- this county voted. You guys voted pretty red. It's just the way it went. And I'm not knocking you for it. You got to vote who you think was going to do the best job. I don't, you know, whatever. That's your opinion. And I'm not going to knock you for it. Okay. But I have been staying away from a lot of this stuff because I just worry that instead of listening to what people say, you're going, oh, well, you hate him, so I hate you now. And I worry that that happens. I, I, I don't know where the win is necessarily in this anymore. Where once upon a time, I felt it just like, feels like piling on. Well, I, I, you know, I, whether it's you know piling on on Trump supporters or Trump supporters piling on here or whatever the case is, I just don't know where the win in like talking about some of these things anymore. And there's been times I'm like, dude, are we going to talk about this or not? Are we going to do it or not? And I understand why you've been like, I don't know, dude. dude I get it. There's I do. so much of the rundown every night is like, well, that's politics and that's politics and that's it's like jesus doesn't anybody masturbate anymore now there there is a little bit of you know the reason why all these stories keep showing up and the reason why these stories are topic eight seems like every day is because people are engaged now people are paying attention to things yes but where does where does it end i don't don't know where the balance is and i i i don't i don't i don't uh i don't envy your situation every night of like well dude do i do this or not because we both kind of put the rundown together it's like you know we he sends me things i send him things and we both kind of look and then you know essentially then i just write it out and i'm like all right we'll do this 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 and this here and so like i'll look through my email account i'm like oh my god dude like this dude shot somebody or this it's all just very heavy and so i've been kind of staying away from some stuff and because i just don't want people walking away just thinking that we hate them just to hate them because we don't ultimately right but there's been this wiretapping story and it started with Him basically saying, what, that the Obama administration had wiretapped Trump Tower during the election season. President Obama, not the Obama administration in the tweet. It was President Obama. How dare he tap my phone? Yeah. Is, is, I mean, that's where it comes from. And then it was like a week later, Sean Spicer, his, you know, his press secretary is on TV saying, you know, we get into a really weird territory when we start going down the path of finding out what it is he meant. Which seemed like a very strange thing for a press secretary to have to say about the leader of the free world. Again, it just seemed very strange to have to say that. And then Kellyanne Conway goes on TV again, and nobody trusts her because she has been kind of caught lying a few times on TV. And she really does herself no favors, that woman. You know, I tried to get her back about a week ago, but she just doesn't do herself any favors. And then she brought up, what, microwaves and toaster ovens and all this stuff that they're, she's convinced that they were, like, using? Well, and She brought up the point of, and, you know, this is after Trump said that, you know, Obama wiretapped his phone. She's like, well, there's a lot of different ways you can be surveilled. Which is true. But of course, but that's not what we're talking about. Yes, of course. Could there be a, micro, or could there be a microphone in your microwave? 
Hell yeah, there could be. If you think otherwise, you're ridiculous. Dude, yeah. microphones are small as hell. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about hypothetical spy situations. We're talking about did this or did this not happen? You can't, as the leader, as the establishment, okay, because it's not just the leader. It's like his whole group. As the establishment, you cannot make accusations with nothing to back it up. You can't do that. Now, if you were to ask me, do I think politics gets as dirty as people surveilling rooms that they shouldn't be surveilling? Yes. Sure, both sides. Of course I buy into that. There's too much power, too much money up for grabs. I absolutely could see that. But if you are going to stand there and say that this happened, you do need to supply a little bit, and here's how we got here. I, I, I think if you're going to little start, scratch paper, throw these accusations around. Not a little scratch paper. Here is the hard facts, dude. You can't just you can't just drop bombs like that and be like, oh, well, maybe people are saying. So here's my real problem with this. Okay. I believe he probably was tapped. I believe he okay. probably was surveilled. Okay, and I believe dude, you don't think Barack Obama was under surveillance when nobody knew who he was when he was running, and his name was Barack Obama. Come on, of course he was being surveilled. They're all right. So I buy in all that. Right? There's just too much money, too much power, too much greed, and sooner or later, you know, shady stuff starts to go on. Okay? So I'm with all that. But my problem now is, is that it's always three days after he says something where everybody else in the country has to go around and tell you what he meant to say. And at some point, somebody intelligent, and that some point is now, and that some person that's intelligent is me, is going to ask this question. At what point does the leader of the country, when is he going to be able to stand at the podium and say exactly what he means and not have it to be spun a thousand times to make me okay with what was just said. When is he going to be able to say the thing, have the fact, and mean it all at the same time? Well, that's why I voted for him. He, he, dude, he tells it like it is. He does. He does. Oh, wait. I have to Now I have to go spin everything that the guy just said? Uh, um, dude, I want you to understand that if it were Barack Obama doing the same old thing, I'd be grilling him about it, too. He, he, he doesn't have to. You know what I mean? Like, you can say, when is it going to happen and when? But, dude, why would you? If you can keep on, if you can keep doing what you've been doing, I don't understand why you would change your cards right now. Let's be real. The guy's a 70-plus-year-old man. He's not going to change on his own. No. If we all think, like, oh, well, the pres- the office of the presidency is going to change no, his demeanor. Say, come on. They come say on. a president. Presidential historian has been on record saying, look, presidential voice, it works like this. It's like winning the lottery. Whoever you were before, it gets heightened by the lottery. If you were a good person, you become a better person. If you were a bad person, you become even worse. And the presidency is the same way. You are who you were. H- hasn't even taken questions on this from, from the media. Has been dodging the media over the past like week and a half now and again, at this point. Come on, man. Again, I don't care. Ultimately, do I really care if he answers to the media about this? I don't really care personally, but what I do know is that you, the supporter of him and him, would have cared a ton if this was happening from the other side. And now all of a sudden, when it's your side, you don't care and you look to give him an excuse and like explain it away. And that's fine. Okay, you do that. But what I'm saying is, is for eight years, I had to listen to you bitch about other people doing it. And so what I'm saying to you is now, your side does it too. 
Your side does it too. I mean, can we point to another example on any time in history where something of this nature happened? And this is a little far. You know what I mean? Like this is a little where, far. Where you're making a completely unstamped, uh, unsubstantiated claims about about a former president. It's not like he just said this or about like, oh, the DNC. He was saying President Obama. Like, yeah, you, you, honestly, I don't think he should say. I don't think the person who has his position in life should say what he said ever, okay? But if you're going to do it, you got to keep it more in the ether. Like, the problem is, is he boiled it all the way down and he made it about the guy he hates. But do I believe he was being surveilled? Of course I do. And Kellyanne Conway is just not the right person to go on TV and explain this, but of course people could bug you through your TV. And so now they're saying, well, he meant wiretapping in a broader sense. Which, of course, I know that's what he meant. But again, when is he going to be able to stand there and say exactly what he means? How do because you- it hasn't happened for not even 100 days, and he still has never once been able to say something and have people go, that's exactly what he meant. And how do you know that he meant something other than wiretapping? When he says wiretapping, how low has President Obama gone to tap my phones during the very sacred election yeah, process? That's, it, 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 you can say, that, oh, you knew what he meant? No, you didn't. No, he no didn't. you didn't. No, he wasn't. Walked me right to the front door of the. It's the phone. It didn't walk in. Pushed you through the door. It's just strange. And like I said, I want. I, dude, I've been trying to stay away from this kind of stuff because I know people love this guy and they just get angry when people question him at all. And which I don't understand because questioning leadership is at the very definition of what it is to be an American. You can question it. I don't love when people get out in the street and block roads and do all that stuff. I'm with you guys on that. I don't like all that. But asking the question about where, okay, fine, maybe he did do it, but where's the evidence of it? That's a legitimate question. That's not you hating on President Trump. That's not what that is. It's not hating on him. It's wanting the info. And again, if Barack Obama had made these kind of allegations, you'd be grilling him over the fact that he had nothing to back it up. And rightfully so. Yes. That's yes, that's the correct way to do things. When somebody lies to you, yes, you should call them out about it. Yes. That's good. I I I I I just don't see how this goes four years. I'm sorry, I don't see it. Now I know I was the guy that bought into the math that Hillary would run away with it. And again, I will go back to this. That during the election season, I said, I, I, I was the one who kept saying, I was like, Trump's got a better shot than people give him credit for. But once the math came out, I kind of bought into it. Well, dude, there's a difference between something being wrong in a prediction and then like blatantly lying or Huge denying facts. Right. Huge I mean, differences. Like, I, you can think, oh, hey, the Indians are going to win the World Series. It doesn't mean like you're lying about that. The Indians just didn't win the World Series. You know, we're in the opinion business. Sometimes yeah. you got to give your opinion you're going to be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's fine. I'm okay with it. I've been wrong plenty of times doing this. But I'm just getting very tired of talking heads going, well, no, no, no. You have to look at what he really meant to say. No. What I want is somebody who gets up there and knows how to say what it is he means to say. And thinks for 10 minutes before he says it so he doesn't so when he gets in the limos nobody can be like you know you just open this you open this door this door and this door because of what you just said without thinking it through i kind of need somebody who can do that i do otherwise you're going to continue to have people questioning these things you're going to continually have people like jumping up and down on them because he just welcomes it in self-inflicted wound here this 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 one yes yes 
There are obviously points in this this career run so far where that's not true, but this one it is. He kind of did this one. You got to think these things through before you say them. I should probably take my own advice there. A little bit. You know what I mean? Every now and again? A little bit. Every now and again? All right. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen, Dude, I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RoholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. If you're just waking up, the weather is a little worse overnight than what you thought. There are some school closings. You should, as a parent, as a decent parent, you should know what those are already. But in case you're like me and wouldn't have known, check those out, WRQK.com. I want to give David some credit. who wrote in and told me uh, just recently here that there's a crash on 30 West near Richville Road. Jeez. Says that one's pretty bad. He actually called the tip line for us. So thank you, David, for that. I'm sure Pet Butthole appreciates it. Um, I uh, I would I would tell everybody there's going to be an accident everywhere you go. Be Today, careful. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. You know somebody's driving right now. No, dude, it's fine out here. I'm going 15 over. It's good. They're going to crash into somebody. It's going to be a backup. Give yourself plenty of time. Much more snow on my car this morning when I woke up than I thought there was going to be. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, give yourself some extra time. Check out the school closings at WRQK.com. And, uh, you know, give some people some space on the freeway. Yeah. You and, dude, I mean? also. Some of us just bought new cars, and I don't want you crashing into it. Make sure you brush your car off, too. People, uh, people uh, who don't do that. You'll get a ticket that, these days. As well, you should, dude. I saw two cops this morning, actually, when I pulled out of my apartment complex. You know, one was going one way and the other one was at the light, though, when I pulled up there. And I thought about that. I was like, oh, man, I'm thankful I took the extra five minutes to, like, knock the snow off my car because you can get a ticket for that now. And if you want to knock even more time off that, you don't even have to take five minutes, dude. Go buy a cheap broom. That's what I have. Dude, takes no time at all to brush off my you entire car. You got those long-ass arms, too. Yeah, I've got that cheap broom, man. Yeah. It's like a $5.99 broom. You got to be careful. Quick. Yeah, just be careful. You don't want to put swirls in the paint because you just bought a new ride, too. No, 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 no. It's like a, uh, it's like that, that, it's like the same stuff that makes up, you know, it's that the, 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 the bristles, you know. Okay, okay. It's, All right. Just trying to make sure you don't want to put squirrels in the paint. We both just bought uh, new cars. Your can charger in action tonight yeah. at the Civic Center. Tip off 7 o'clock. You can pick up tickets cantoncharge.com or the Civic Center box office. And they're making a playoff push, one seven in a row. This could be eight in a row this evening. Uh, so you can pick up those tickets, can't charge. And time is running out when it comes to can't charge basketball at the Civic Center. You got tonight, and then you've got Saturday night, which is fan appreciation night. They finished the season out on the road. And uh, like you said, hopefully a playoff push means some more basketball at the Civic Center. I hope but, so. But, but now's the time to act, people. Tonight or Saturday, there's your only opportunities left to check out the charge. You might be able to get a look at Larry Sanders, new Cavalier, yeah, yeah. tonight and maybe Saturday. As yeah. they say, he's going to do uh, he's gonna do some work with the can't charge. I actually, I'm very interested to see if uh, you know if if he plays tonight. I kind of want to go to that game tonight. Yeah, well, I uh, I got friends. I'll see what I can do for it. Yeah, look at that. All right, keeping with the sports there. Yeah, Elliot. Yeah, former OSU uh, standout and now Dallas Cowboy is uh, is I think going to face some trouble. Arguably, and, biggest star of last year in the NFL. One of them. I mean, 
if Dak Prescott wasn't on his own team, yeah, right. you could say Ezekiel probably would have been the standout star. I, yeah, I mean, I think I would have called him a top 10 NFL name that I heard last year. Oh, God, yeah. And as, as a far rookie, as like coverage goes, pretty, yeah. pretty damn impressive. When you think about the fact that they were both rookies right. and that whole thing kind of went that way, it just goes to show you if you beef up both lines, what happens. And again, yesterday, all day on TV, you heard dudes talking about how smart the Browns were. And they said, I heard multiple guys, I think it was Sam Farmer from the LA Times say, that this move that the Browns did with Brock Osweiler, that you are going to see teams start to emulate what the Cleveland Browns are doing. Let that sink in. What's going to end up happening is there's going to be a rule change. It's going to be called the Brock Osweiler rule. You I bet think? you. Yeah. Now, teams will take advantage of it until that day comes. I and, never thought and, of that. And, but, dude, the NFL is not going to. They're not going to allow teams to loophole their way out of stuff like that. I mean, but, dude, hey, the Browns did it before that rule happened. And God bless you. Thumbs it, up. I'm, I'm impressed. I am yet to hear an NFL expert call this move dumb. They all seem to love it. Now, that doesn't mean they know anything. But they all seem to love it. They all seem to be calling it smart. That's neither here nor there. I kind of want to stick with Ezekiel Elliott. Because this is about St. Patrick's Day. And again, you can join us. We'll be at the Tilted Kill starting uh, Friday morning, 6 a.m. We'll be there 6 to 10 doing the show live. And then Camp Brewing Company, noon to 2. But Ezekiel Elliott was at a St. Patrick's Day parade. And he was on like one of the floats, I guess. And obviously there are you know, young, attractive women all around him. Welcome to being a pro athlete, right? right. And half the reason why these dudes chase these dreams is because they want young, attractive women hanging around. It's the only reason we chase any dream. That's, that's what we're, we're in the business of. Duh, women make the world go around. That's just the way it works, right? But apparently, standing next to her, he yanked the top down of, like, this woman and, like, exposed in the photos and the videos I've seen. It was only, not that it matters, but it was one of her breasts. Now, per TMZ, one of Elliot's representatives claims it was all in good fun and that the woman wasn't upset. Okay. And I'm sure that that's all true. Yeah. I'm sure that's true. Yeah. You got some Instagram model up there. And you she's think like, she yeah, cares? Zeke, go she, ahead, grab him. In her circle, she's now cool because Ezekiel Elliott felt her up and pulled her top down. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, you know, obviously this woman could feel differently. You yes. know, if, if, if some dude just comes up and grabs your shirt down, that's an issue. I'm not, I'm not advocating doing this. But let's go under the assumption that, yes, she was okay with this and that she did not necessarily have a problem. Okay, we'll go with that. I will go with that. The problem is, she's not the only woman in the world, Ezekiel Elliott. True. And you did this in public, yes. and you live in the most judgmental time on record because people can judge you openly via their own cell phone. Right. And so, you need to get smarter. You need to get smarter. This, these, the days of this being funny are over. It's over. I mean... I've taken plenty of photos with women at radio station events and kind of like looked down their shirt next to them to be like make a funny photo, even pulled their shirt open a little bit to look down. And women always laugh. It's always kind of funny. Isn't that? I would never do that today, ever. Well, I mean, it's been over for quite a while as the Janet Jackson thing essentially is kind of what happened here. You know, the, the nipple gate and when, and, uh, you know, it, it's yeah. been over for a while. That was like, the start of it. That was the start of it. And that was comparable to what happened here is that you pulled a shirt down, you saw a nipple, and oh my god, yeah, you can say that she's not the only woman on the, on the face of the planet, and that like, you know, you're in public and you're gonna get judged, but dude, you're in public at a parade. Like, there's families there, there's, there's kids, kids there, right. like, what are you doing? 
what are you doing? Even if you're not, dude, you can't just start like flashing nudity in public places. Like, even if there were no children, I can't go into the bar today and just pull out my girlfriend's boob and be like, yo, like, come on. No, you can't do that. And, you know, I'm not a woman, so this doesn't affect me on that level. So at first I was kind of like, oh, what's the big deal? Like she, and that, but I was like, no, it is a big deal. It is a big deal. It's like because I, it's a big deal because I know other people are going to make it one. Well, and if 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 you pulled out your yams at, at at a parade, you know what I'm saying? How is that any different? You're sexually exposing somebody, whether they were consenting or not. Here's the thing: if she were to do it on her own. We'd be vilifying her. Yeah. So why are we not vilifying Ezekiel Elliott for doing this? It? Isn't Mardi Gras? You know, if this was right. Mardi Gras, I'd be like, all right, well, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. But dude, we're talking about a St. Patrick's Day parade here. You got the little kids out there. What are you doing, man? You just you gotta understand. And this didn't he just get cleared from a sexual assault thing? Like everybody said, dude, well, when that story broke, it's like, yeah, we don't buy this girl. We think that there's something wrong here. Ezekiel's not this guy. He doesn't do this. And everybody kind of just agreed, and that story kind of went away. And I'm not saying that that it wasn't that. But now, you throw that on top of this, and it starts to look like a pattern. I don't know if there's a pattern or not, but it starts to look like there's one. And what I would tell these young kids is, it's not 1985 anymore, bro. It's not 1988. This isn't the Cowboys of Michael Irvin's era. You can't be that dude. You can't be that guy. You can't do that kind of stuff. Because the public now has the opinion machine in their pocket. And everybody, whether they're really mad or not, they get mad initially. And I'm telling you, it's going to cost you dollars. It's going to cost you time. You're going to have to donate money. You're going to have to donate hours now to a cause that you don't really care about, but you're going to pretend to get yourself out of trouble. And why do it? For what? That girl, here's what I don't understand about Ezekiel doing it. That girl's going to show you her boobs. Right? Like, dude, I'm Ezekiel Elliott. Could made an argument. I think he won Rookie of the Year, right? Didn't he split it with that? Whatever. But at the end of the day, you're a big star. You play for what is, I think, the most recognizable NFL team in history would be the Dallas Cowboys. Like, seeing boobs probably shouldn't be that big of an issue for you. I can't quite figure out why he would think about doing it. Just going to cost yourself a ton Oh, I'm hearing now she did it. Okay, she may have done it on her own before. The video I saw, you see his hand yank it down. I'm watching it right now, Jimmy. I'm being tweeted in that she did it on her own. There's two videos. Maybe she did. Well, we're not talking about whether she did or did not consent. We agreed at the beginning of this conversation. Fine, she consented to it. Yeah, that's I know not she, the issue. You can tell by looking at her, she's not going to care about what happened. That's that's not the issue we're talking about. You're going to judge me for saying that, but you can judge books by their covers. I don't care what anybody says. Consent? Okay, we implied that at the beginning. You still can't just because somebody says, yeah, you can do it. Somebody could say, yeah, you can have sex with me. That doesn't mean you could start banging it out on the street Not corner. Not in public. Come on. You're making a decision for all people. Come on. Now, this is what's funny, is that this is going to be like, oh, boys will be boys. And yet when LeBron said the F word from that stage, it was three days of people talking about how what a terrible hero he was because he swore. Let me tell you what LeBron would never do. LeBron would never yank Savannah's top down in public. Ever. That would never happen. He would sell you a delicious pizza at Blaze Pizza. It's really good. Not even being paid to say it. (laughs) Not even being paid. Just loves LeBron James and wants to get to the bottom of whether or not he and John Cena are friends. That's it. He's not being paid to do that. First couple's free, Blaze. Not free. Send some pizza. All right.
A guy flew into an airport doing something really stupid. We'll get you hooked up with that info next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 106.9. Join us Friday as we broadcast live at the Tilt to Kill starting at 6 a.m. for St. Patrick's Day. I promise you I will not pull the top down of any woman. I'm not going to pull an Ezekiel Elliott. I will keep my hands to myself until we get back to my apartment. Once you're in there... No, you can't say all systems go. Plenty of plenty of crimes can be committed right. in there too. Right. Yeah, don't necessarily want to leave that door open. No, but I, that brings up an excellent question. You know, St. Patrick's Day, keeping your hands to yourself. Does St. Patrick's Day fall on the uh, the, the calendar holiday? No. Is that no? No. Okay. And actually, you know what? Let's not. We're gonna. We're, we're, <laughs> here's the thing. We're gonna talk masturbation at eight o'clock. We are. We're, we're gonna talk masturbation at eight. All right. So let's just. We'll put a pin in that. Save all that. And then we'll run down the holiday. No cranking. Okay. Okay. System there in a minute. Uh, dude, I'm reading a headline that I hope is true. Okay. Uh, and it says here that uh, a Christian prophet was mauled by a lion after running towards a, a pride of lions. That's what a collection of lions is called. Jeez. To prove that the Lord's power over animals uh, uh, during a South African safari. So you know what this is. God's going to take care of me. This is the fate thing. Let me run toward. I don't know if this is true. Yet. I, not yet. I'm reading it at the Daily Mail. But he got mauled by a lion. And, well, of course he did. <laughs> because a lion doesn't believe in God. A lion doesn't think about God. A lion looks at you and goes, I bet that's delicious. I'm going to chew that. Like, that's what happens. I can't, it's like faith healing parents that won't take their kids to the doctor. I understand having faith in God. I was raised by a minister. I totally get it. Okay. And I'm not knocking you for it. But my dad, a minister, when I was sick, took me to the doctor. Now, Because what my dad would say is, you know what we pray for? We pray for God to create, to put people on earth, to be smart enough to create science, to create medicine, to be doctors, God sent that stuff here for us. That is, that is him answering our prayers. Not him intervening and swooping you up in his hands when a lion's running after you. That's not God's job. That's what my father, but again, my dad was a realistic, logical person. Yeah, I mean, you know, my God's capable of anything would be the counter to that. And, you know, I, I believe enough and I have enough faith. Maybe, you know, and I'm not. It's like the old parable, though. It's like the old story, right? Where there's a flood that comes through town, right? right? And the guy's sitting on the roof of his house to, to avoid the flood. Somebody comes by in a raft and says, hey, get in. No, don't worry about it. God's going to help me. An hour later, somebody comes by in a speedboat. Hey, come in. Get in. Get, nah, don't worry about it. God's going to help me. An hour later, a helicopter goes by. Hey, get in the helicopter. We'll save you. Nah, don't worry about it. God's going to help me. Guy dies, gets to heaven, and says, hey, I believed in you. I had faith in you. Why didn't you help me? What do you mean I didn't help you? I sent you a raft. I sent you a boat, and I sent you a helicopter. It's not going to be Jesus himself in the robe coming down, arms wide open, picking up lions, throwing them off to the side. If that's what you think, you're an idiot. It'd be awesome if it was. Jesus versus the Lions. Coming up next. I got to admit, Jesus v. Lions, I would buy that ticket. I would, even though you know what's going to happen, Jesus wins. But if you run towards a pride of lion and you get bit, you got what you deserved. It's not up to God to save you from that. God made you intelligent enough not to do it. Yeah. 
Now, the only thing I will That's say... That's the answering of the prayer. I will say I've seen this video of these like African tribesmen who just walk up on lions, and as long as you do it like boldly with like your shoulders back, the lions will get intimidated and they'll run away. Eventually, they'll be like, well, it's not going to last forever, but... Yeah. but I saw Crocodile Dundee when he does the thing with his hands and that thing just like kneels down. I saw it. I don't buy it. If I see a pride of lion, you know what I'm doing? Running the other way. Or just pouring salt on my body to get it over as fast as humanly possible. Nice little glaze on top of the Stansberry skin for the lion. <laughs> Why didn't God save me? Saved you three times. You just didn't pay attention. What an idiot. All right, I promised you. And so here it comes. Masturbation talk. Next on Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. For those of you that are car shopping, maybe looking for a loan, check out CSE Federal Credit Union. No application or processing fees for their loans, no prepayment penalties, and you're going to get a great APR. Low-cost uh, gap and warranties available as well. And having just bought a new car, let me tell you, it's a it's a great feeling. And so you might be in the market, maybe thinking about a loan. CSE can get you a uh, really good rate with terms available up to 84 months. So to keep that payment a little low over, you know, month to month there. Check out more info via their website. That's CSEFCU.com for more. We do have a pair of Tesla tickets. We'll give you those at 830. And it is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting New Lord, New Brett Eldridge, and New 311 all part of that this morning. I'm not the biggest 311 fan, but, you know, they have had a couple of songs that I've liked. Uh, we should make you aware of this as uh, my phone's been going off about it. Uh, it seems as if we're getting an Amber Alert out of Fulton County where law enforcement officials are searching for a man accused of abducting his infant son. Officials say uh, James Ramey took his son, Winston Ramey, at about... 10 after 5 this morning from a residence in Delta. Winston Ramey is described as a white male, 10 months old, brown hair, brown eyes. James, the father, is 27, white male, brown hair, brown eyes, 6 feet tall, weighing around 150 pounds. And uh, the police say they do consider him to be armed and dangerous at this time. There's no known direction of travel or vehicle uh, uh, description. Sorry. This is more towards Toledo, but you know how this stuff works. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? He's probably got relatives all over the state and things like that. And you never friends, too. You never know where this is going to be. Just keep, you know, keep your eyes open. I mean, if you're in a situation where you're abducting a child, you're not going to stay in the area. So whether it's friends, whether it's friends, family or whatever. Yeah, you're going to go somewhere else. and, 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 And hopefully this is all resolved very quickly. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, so that's the uh, the latest info we have on that. So I I I, uh, I had promoed this, and now it's time to talk about masturbation. Here we go. Uh, there is a Texas politician that has introduced a bill. HB number forty two sixty was filed by Jessica Farrer. I hope I have that right. A Democrat from Houston, and what she's trying to do is this would make masturbation or emissions outside of a woman's vagina, or created outside of a health or medical facility, and act against an unborn child, and failing to preserve the sanctity of life. Now, that seems very weird for a Democrat to be there. 
to doing that. That seems much more of the Republican ideals to me. Now, she says here the money collected in fines would go to a fund set up by the Department of Family and Protective Services. So she's going to charge you 100 bucks if you, if you masturbate. It's also now her bill would then require doctors to administer a digital rectal exam and an MRI before, before uh, conducting a vasectomy, a colonoscopy, or prescribing Viagra to men. And this would allow, she says, doctors to refuse such procedures and medicines on the grounds of the doctor's religious beliefs. Again, what's a Democrat doing this for? Because all she's doing here is, is exposing. Well, what she's doing is she's putting everything that happens to women when they get abortions in Texas. She's not putting that on men masturbating. Okay. That's, that's what's happening here. Okay. That's, of course, absurd. And you know how I feel about Planned Parenthood. It should be, women should be able to go to plan, men too. It's not just a women's issue, Planned Parenthood. That's a man's issue too. I hate when people talk about that, like that being a women's issue. Women's health and whatever, don't even get me started. Do Planned Parenthood is a necessary thing. I know you guys, I know some people have like, you know, ideal, you know, these ideology, you know, this whole thing and you're opposed to it for this and that. Dude, at the end of the day, it's a much needed thing. That's just my belief. She says here, the people find the bill funny. But what, uh, what's not funny are the obstacles that Texas women face every day. And again, I believe Texas is where they closed a bunch of the Planned Parenthoods. And what did end up happening? I remember we did this story. Like, all sexually transmitted disease skyrocketed in Texas. Surprise! Like, this thing that you want to shut down for one thing ends up being super beneficial for all this other stuff. But, you know, you're so short-sighted or you're so, like, that, that you're cutting off your nose despite your face here. Nobody's going to charge men $100 to masturbate. Everybody knows that. That's not going to happen. And I do kind of want her cause to kind of be picked up and to be kind of like thought because women should not go through this kind of stuff. I don't want you lecturing a woman about the decision she's making. If you don't think that women called over that decision before going in there to have an abortion, you're an idiot. You think she just woke up and flipped the coin? You're re- What's happening there is you're focusing too much on like the 16-year-old girl that gets picked up by the news who says she doesn't care. And you're forgetting about the hundreds of thousands of women who legitimately are sitting there trying to make a decision of what's best. It's not just – I'm with you that I don't think abortion should be used for – birth control. I'll give you that. Okay. We can, we can meet there. I believe abortion should be legal. It should be more rare than it is today. I will grant you all of that. We will meet all the way there. And I get that. She's just trying to shed some light on what women go through. I don't think this does it. I think this, I think this ends up hurting you in the long run versus, you know, this, the, well, I never looked at it that way. Never seems to work. Never seems to work. This is what I always say is like you get caught up in that initially, much like how like Pay It Forward was the world's biggest movie for about six months. And look, here we are, decade or so later, and we're awful to one another. Like it's just the way it works. Um, but I mean, you know, obviously we wouldn't have been talking about this without something like this, and we never would have, you know, I mean, for you to express your views on Planned Parenthood, and I mean, obviously, you know, it it, it, it makes works. me mad when people it, well, it, because Planned Parenthood is a necessary thing, and I talk about this all the time. I have a very, very, very close friend who works for that. Actually, she runs a Planned Parenthood, and three percent of what they do, three percent of what they do is abortion. Wait for it. Here comes the here comes the real word you got to look at in this sentence. Related 
abortion-related, meaning that 3% of what they do is abortion-related, meaning meetings about it, con- you know, consultations about it, questions about it, not even the operation. So then when you go into operations, it's under 1% of what they do, and yet it's been sold to you as the baby-killing factory, and it's not. Well, now, somewhere along the line, there are th- hundreds of thousands of abortions performed every year. they got to be happening somewhere, right? Well, they are happening there, and they are happening at Planned Parenthood, but what I'm saying to you is, is that you have this idea that that's what they do. Now, obviously, this isn't where I'm coming from. I'm hitting you with some devil's advocate here. Um, uh, well, but if that, it, whether regardless of what percentage of of your you know yearly I budget know it, or whatever, it's still murder in their mind. Somebody's going to say one's too many. Right. I get it. Right. Ultimately, I would like to see less of this happen. Okay. But, and I always go to this because it happens. I'm not going to look at a 14-year-old girl who was raped by her stepdad and say you bring that baby to term. Well, but you're gonna, you're putting the 14-year-old girl raped by her stepdad to put you know oh it's even worse. What if this is just somebody who wants an abortion? I I, I didn't wear a condom and now I have to do it. What I'm know? saying is is because of that 14-year-old girl who was raped, I need the operation to be legal and as safe as humanly possible. And so yes. Through that, you're going to have some other people who choose this option when maybe it might not be the best option. That's going to happen. It just, you know what I don't understand? I've never understood this. And again, I don't care about the death penalty, right? I don't care. Ultimately, it's probably not the best, but I don't care. But the same people who are pro-death penalty are anti-abortion. Uh, fetuses had zero decision in that where where you murdered somebody, you deserve to yeah, die. Yeah, but what if he was wrongly convicted? Well, I mean, that's what the judicial system is for, I guess, is, well, you were you found guilty by a trial of your peers, and, you know, but the baby did nothing. They, the fetus did nothing. He had no decision in that where you put yourself in the circumstances where you found yourself on death row. All right, there's an argument there. And, I, and what I would, you know what, that's not the best way to say that. There's not necessarily an argument there, but the... In, su- in subjects like this, I believe you can raise valid points that don't mean you should turn it the other way. That's a right. valid point. Right. I mean, it doesn't end the discussion. I mean, none of these things are like, hey, well, dude, that settles it. Abortion, it's all taken care of. Now, of course not, man. There's there's, there's a lot of complexity that goes into this. Um, but for some people, and once again, I'm not saying for myself, but as a devil's advocate here, as somebody who's playing the side, one is too many, and that is a victim of a murder. And when you see it that way... I hate calling that murder. But when you see it that way, I understand why it's such a passionate subject. As I somebody do. Who's, I'm, dude, I'm very pro-choice. I feel like people should have the option to do what they want but i understand why people get so worked up about this i do i'm a guy yeah i agree with you because i'm a guy that tells everybody oh you guys just scream at one another just to scream at one another this is the original version of that and i do understand why this makes people hot i do like i get it and that's why i try to be respectful of what my opinion is and i try to respect what your opinion is of it because i do understand that this is legitimately a hot button issue but not one of these new 2017 hot button issues. On the flip side of that, the 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 the, the it's it's I can't respect your opinion because your opinion is you are okay with murder, and I wouldn't be okay with that in any other circumstance. So why would I be okay with that with fetuses? Uh, devil's advocate here. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying. You know, this isn't me. But I know that's, that's the take. And I always go to this. I think that a young woman or a young couple, and I would hope it was the couple, because I hate when women say it's not your body, you don't get a say. I hate that argument. 
I hate that because, you know, men always just want, they want to legislate our bodies. You know, you can't even have a baby. Why do you get an opinion? Well, because I'm not so close to the situation, I can actually remove myself from it and think about it logically all the way around. That's exactly why I should have an opinion. So shut up about that. Okay. But I would hope it was the young couple. But what I always go back to is this. If people say to us, I can't do this. I can't handle this. This isn't the best thing for this child then I think that that is honestly, that is a very tough grown-up decision to be making, okay? Now, I know what a lot of people are going to say to me, adoption. And so for the interest of full disclosure, I will tell you this. My brother and my sister-in-law adopted their child. I love my niece Grace more than anything in the world, right? I don't love her any differently because she's adopted. So that is absolutely an option that can be done. But let's not pretend that they yank these kids from vaginas and get them adopted the next day. They're in the system, essentially. And once you're in there, it can be very difficult to get out. And once you're in there, your life can be, honestly, a lot less decent than it should be. And so if people are going to tell me that they're not prepared for this, and I know what the counter to that is, then you should have wore a condom. Agreed. I will agree with you. But condoms break. Birth control is only effective to about 97.5%, all of them. So sometimes this stuff happens. And I'm, you know, I know I made it a 14-year-old girl. Fine, I'll make, it, I'll make it a 30-year-old woman. You're walking out of the mall and you get raped, and I'm going to look at you and say, well, no, somebody wants that baby. No, I'm sorry. I want that rape to be over for that woman as fast as humanly possible. What I don't want is a rape scenario to play out for nine months and then a, and then an operation that costs her money. So she's going to go in the hole a hundred grand because she was raped. But because your Bible tells you that's the way it should be, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. The, the the God argument's not enough here. It's not. What about just making it a non a non uh, elective procedure? Where yes, if you can, you know, if you if 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 you claim you were raped or you can prove that you were raped, then fine, we'll do your surgery and we'll 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 do your abortion. But you don't you don't just get to walk into Planned Parenthood and say, hey, I want to do this. I, I again, you got to understand. I look at this through a different filter. We have seven billion people on this planet. A lot of people listening right now have kids that they were not prepared to have. And if somebody surrenders and says, you know what, this is the hardest decision I will ever make. In my life, but I'm choosing to make it because it's what's best for all of us. I'm going to listen to them say that. And I don't know why that makes me a bad person. This is obviously when you're talking about something as serious, this case by case by case is going to change whether or not what is the best option. But I have known women who have done this, and it's not this carefree, I'll just go get an abortion mentality that's been sold to you. That's not what happens. I know a woman who did this when we were 22. She cries to this day about it, daily. It is a conflicted decision that you make. Quit falling for the rhetoric that it's you know, sorority girls that don't care. That's rhetoric. Somebody's trying to control your opinion at that point. That's not the way this goes down. Not most often. And again, I will go back to this. I have a friend, works closely, runs a Planned Parenthood in the Pacific Northwest. 3% of what that place does is abortion even related, let alone the operation. It's not quite the factory you think it is. 
This and again, Texas, where this woman is, they shut a bunch of them down. What happened? Gonorrhea, chlamydia, HIV, everything skyrocketed over your ideology. I'm sorry, it's not enough for me. It's not. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the program. Tesla tickets up for grabs here in just a few minutes. They're playing April, I believe it's the 29th at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. We'll pass those. I always want to say April 25th because that's my brother's birthday. So, like, anytime I'm, like, April 20th, it's, like, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But it's April 29th up at the Hard Rock. Tesla. We'll get you into that here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on that. Again, uh, join us Friday morning as we broadcast live from 6 to 10. We'll be at the Tilt to Kill for St. Patrick's Day. Millersburg Brewing Company on hand as well, passing out pint glasses for you. First 100 people through the door. We'll also have Rock on the Range tickets to give you. And we'll be there from 6 to 10. Then moving from noon to 2, we'll be at uh, Canton Brewing Company. And I think that one might get out of hand. I feel like a lot of glass is going to be turned upside down. I'm uh, it's been a while since I've thrown down. It's a Friday. I want to do it. I now like a huge problem that I had in my life not having a car. Just bought a new one. So like that's kind of over. And I was saying saying last week on the program, I don't really like to drink when I'm frustrated. I don't really like to. I like to drink in celebration. Let's have fun. Like if I'm in a bad mood, I have like a stiff drink at the end of the day. Of that that feels to me like a coping mechanism. I don't love that. But if it's like man, things are going great. Let's crack open some butt, you know, some brews and like have a little fun. Like that's more who I am. And so I got things going back in the right direction, and I feel like Friday could get out of hand. So we'll start early, 6 to 10, Tilted Kilt, and then moving over to the Canton Brewing Company, noon to 2. I'll thank Millersburg Brewing Company, Tilted Kilt, and the Canton Brewing Company for making that possible. So I'm reading about this, and uh, this is not so great. Okay. Out of Stark County now. Uh, the Stark County Coroner's Office. So overwhelmed this past weekend with fatal opioid overdoses. This is like, you know, uh, the pills and the like, the Oxycontins and the like. I'm reading from Newsnet5.com now. They had to bring in an emergency portable morgue from the state. Investigator Rick Walters told News 5, the opiate epidemic is at least partially to blame here. They say the business is outgrowing the coroner's office. Jeez, it's a 20-foot white trailer, and they say it can properly store 18 bodies in it. That's a lot of bodies when you're talking about people not being alive. 18's a lot. Um, as a small shop, I guess our regular morgue only holds about eight bodies, which in any given night, you would think that would be more than enough well, and you think, for a small county. Not every not every dead body goes to the morgue. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you, if your grandpa dies of natural causes, they're not going to do an autopsy. Right. You know, in the same way that they're going to do something for an overdose or an accident or not something like way. that. Right. Yeah. So it's not like every dead body's going in here. These are specific cases that 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 are going to the morgue, and 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 obviously, you know, that many overdoses, it's pretty scary. They said they were at fifty percent above capacity the coroner's office has already seen 90 bodies this year that's an increase of more than 20 percent this is obviously because of heroin and opiates it says here ohio's heroin epidemic is problematic for them and several other offices statewide it has undone all of the coroner's offices he said it's basically just you know you know causing havoc at all of them it says we are spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on toxicologies and we have to keep adding to that 
He said, uh, if you think the epidemic isn't affecting you, you're wrong. And again, yeah, if you don't think that this is affecting somebody you know, you're crazy. You're just in denial. It's just too many people. Ultimately, the coroner's office is funded by the taxpayer, Walter says. And of course, yeah, that's going to be the thing. If a coroner decides the, the number of fatalities exceeds local resources to store remains suitably, a temporary morgue can be requested, according to oh, that's the Ohio Emergency Operations Plan. So we've done this. They've been used in Summit, Ashtabula, and Cuyahoga counties. Those are big counties in Ohio. A spokeswoman for the Ohio Department of Health, Melanie Amato, told News 5 that they own four mobile cooling units such as the one being used down here in Stark County currently. The cooling units are available for various response needs that can be requested through the local and state emergency management, she said. For example, they can also be used to store vaccines or other refrigerated pharmaceuticals, so medicine and the like. Walter says he hopes to be able to send the portable morgue back soon, but anticipates needing it again. In his 30 years of work, he says he never thought there would be a mobile morgue in the back. I've been through the drug, and he says, and I've been through drug problems before. Of course, yeah, 30 years. I mean, he saw the crack epidemic, and people were dying in the streets for that. Now, at that point, that was considered to be a much larger city problem than what you're seeing with opiates. Yeah, I think, I think you know, the crack epidemic was, you know. It was in, a Chicago, certain, New York problem. In certain locations. I mean, I'm sure Canton had its, its, its issues, but, like, it wasn't a Maslin problem. It wasn't a Perry Township problem. It wasn't all these, you know, different. It was, like, you know, in, in the stereotype of, well, it's a ghetto problem. You know, it's it, it's an urban sure. problem. Um, but, obviously, we've moved well, well, well so away from that. So was heroin in the 70s. We've moved well away from that, and this is everywhere across the county you know whether you live in downtown canton or you live out in the sticks dude there are plenty of people who are abusing uh, abusing opioids right now yeah i know i gotta be careful here but so i spend some time out in orville right there's a a golf course i like to play out there and they've had a couple of break-ins recently uh at some businesses over there and they kind of feel like they know who it is because again, you're talking about a small town, and they know who has drug problems, and and they're like, and it's like it's starting to affect it there. Where if you would have said that to somebody who lived there 15 years ago, you'd be like, you're crazy. It's why I live here. It's because crime like that doesn't happen here. You know what I mean? And now uh, th- this th- this pill problem, it's bringing it everywhere. I mean, honestly, you, you know, you can't have your head in the sand any more than that. If you're, oh well, it's not happening here. No, dude, small towns are exactly where it's happening. Like it, that that is, you know, a small town USA is essentially the epicenter of all this going down. Here's my favorite part of all this. I'm just happy the federal government is going to supply a mobile morgue for all these weed problems where all these people are dying from this weed. Colorado, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's 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 DC, yeah. Let's make sure let's make sure we're stepping on that. Let's make sure we're still classifying that as this particular problem because it so is the same thing. Honestly, it's hard to it's ridiculous. You, you start making, you know, points like that and it's hard to not see the logic in like, well, goddamn, what are we doing about weed? If anything, dude, you think, hey, let's legalize weed and that can at least help pay for some of the issues that we're having with people addicted to opioids where you know where at least there will be some sort of like hey how are we going to fund recovery programs how are we going to fund treatment programs and things like that and like well you can at least do it with money from weed hope right you would think because we're classifying this as the same drug which obviously it isn't Obviously, are not. You know, this obvi- this is in the future is going to be a huge part of what we view as healthcare. I remember once upon a time, like, oh, you're going to therapy or you're going to treatment, you're going to drug rehab or anything like that. But dude, that's going to be a very real part of people's life in the future, and uh, it'll be interesting to see on every level, local, state, and federal, how people are going to start changing their tune when it comes to being addicted to heroin, when it comes to being addicted to pills. 
Yeah, it's um, it's a bad drug. I've I've worked yeah. very closely with people who are who were severely addicted to it, and it's it's one of those things, man. If you're early on, you cannot know. Like people can be severely addicted to Vicodin, and you don't know. And especially if you don't personally have any history experience yet, with it, yeah, then you might not know what the signs are. It's not booze where you can smell the guy next right. to you. You know, you can smell vodka on the dude next to you. That's not necessarily going to be the case with opioids. Uh, Jeff is telling me, check your three percent claim on Planned Parenthood abortions. That number has been debunked. Thirty percent of all abortions in the U.S. Um, well over three percent of operations. Okay, Jeff, my numbers are coming from inside of Planned Parenthood, from somebody who works closely with the organization. If you show me your sources, I will walk back my math. But I, you can't just tell me they've been debunked and not show me from where, and then expect me to believe that and have that. My numbers are coming from inside Planned Parenthood, where they've run the numbers on what it is they do, because they constantly have to go in front of the government and say, "Here's what we're doing." So. If you show me this and it's from a credible source and and I will walk back my math, but my math was done about nine months ago from a Planned Parenthood, from people in Planned Parenthood who had to go before a government committee and explain to them where their money was going. And they found out that 3% of what an average Planned Parenthood, now any one particular office may do more than that, but on an average, 3% of what they do at any particular Planned Parenthood office is abortion related. That came from inside. Now, if you show me math from somewhere else that's debunked and it's credible, I'm not unreasonable. I'm not to dig my heels in and be like, and just argue just to argue, and your side's wrong and my side's right. I'm not one of those. I attack all things. So if you show me a credible source that shows that, I will absolutely walk back some of that math. But until then, I'm going with the person who had to actually stand in front of their congressman and deliver that math to them. I'm going to go with her over debunked and without a source. Right now, that's the way I'm going to go. Tesla playing the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park, April 29th. Let's get you hooked up. We'll take caller 25 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on that. Be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. Did somebody just open that door? Yeah, stay out of the studio. Stay out of the studio. Yeah, stay out of the studio. That's the last person that should open that door. She's already... Well, whatever. Um, asking you shall receive. Um, so a one of our Twitter followers has just sent me a video that debunks or that claims to debunk this 3% abortion myth with Planned Parenthood. Um, it's from liveaction.org. I don't know what that group is, but the, but the headline on their site is um, the abortion corporation Planned Parenthood. So that to me sounds like you have an agenda that this liveaction.org has an agenda on what they want to do. But let's not act like Planned Parenthood doesn't of have an agenda. Of course they do. Yes, they do. So I bet that the answer lies somewhere in the middle. If after watching this video, it looks like the math shakes out to 30% versus 3. And that is obviously a lot higher than 3%. By my math, it's 27% more. Okay, so let's say for the moment that this video I just watched is true and that Planned Parenthood, what they actually do is now 30% of what they do is abortion related. I would still bet that the average American is under the assumption that 85% of what they do is abortion related. And so if you were to tell me that 30% of what they do is that, I get that that's a high number. But to me... If they're still doing 70% of stuff that's not abortion related, I still think we're shading Planned Parenthood as an evil corporation, and maybe it's not. And we did kind of find out, right, that those videos that you guys thought you had were doctored, right? I mean, we did end up finding out that was true, and that they weren't just throwing them out in dumpsters behind the buildings and stuff like that. Remember when everybody fell for that lie? 
So I don't know who LiveAction.org is. I need to spend the afternoon looking into this corporation, this this you know website before finding out, before relying on their math. People can just say math. Eighty-one percent of statistics are made up anyway. So whatever. Again, Jeff, I don't want to just argue with you, but I need to know who LiveAction.org is, and I don't know who they are before I run with their math. I I will admit that I am I, I'm. A little trusting when it comes to Planned Parenthood self-reporting. Maybe too much so. I'll grant you that. But again, if if I end up finding out that the math is actually 30%, that's still pretty low. For what it is I'm sold on what they do, 30% still pretty low. And again, I understand people are just going to disagree here because on the severity of the issue, and I'm not saying that your position's not valid. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I think I'm right the way everybody else thinks they're right about things. I think I'm right about this. I think overall Planned Parenthood is a beneficial operation for everybody in this country. I believe that. We're allowed to think different things. At least we were two years ago. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about anymore. But that's, a, you know, two years ago, you were allowed to believe in multiple things. We're going to break down religion next. Now that we've got abortion all figured out, we've got that all taken care of. You know of. what? Let's, let's get into religion. You know, too, sometimes <laughs> you do got to roll up your sleeves and get a little serious in these things. You know what I mean? Because people need to think about stuff. And people, you know, th- th- these are the hot issues of the day. So, yeah, every, every once in a while, you're going to have to get into them. I, I, I try to stay away from it a lot. But, uh, you know, at some point, it just becomes too much. You got to get into it. Yeah, we could be one of those morning shows that just read off the school closings. We could just sit here and do that. Masseline. Malvern, Minerva. <laughs> but if I, but but if I do that, they're going to fire me and put a wife beater on instead. I can't believe our competition. Put a wife beater on the air. Yeah. In tw- dude, fired a minority yeah. to put a wife beater back live on the radio. They did do that. That is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. In the three years I've been here. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you've seen some dumb <laughs> I've things. I've seen dumber things in the broadcast industry, but that that's a dumb one's one. Pretty bad. That's a dumb one. That one's pretty bad. Yeah, we're going to stand next to this guy that choked out his wife. Yeah, we're just going nah. to stand next to him. I uh, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't personally get that. I'm reading this thing here real quickly, and okay. it has have to be quick because we're kind of up against it. They say here, no matter what the asking price is, it's worth it to double down on Jimmy Garoppolo. No matter what the price is, you should pay it. Now, I have been on the go get Jimmy Garoppolo if he's available. And I've said I would give up, like, all my third-round picks. Like, if, if Belichick said, I want every third-round pick, done, go. And it seems like they're bolstering the line. You know, they picked up another wide receiver. It looks like they're building something to be able to say to a quarterback, hey, look, this isn't going to be the worst place in the world to play. So it looks like they're built, like stocking the cupboard for a Jimmy Garoppolo run. Ridiculous to say any asking price. You're speaking in definitives there, and uh, uh, come on, uh, come on. Um, and as far as like what the Browns have, well, the Browns have more than anybody else at this point. You right. know what I'm saying? So like to say, oh, it's just worth anything. That's ridiculous, dude. Half, it truly is. Half of draft picks, even by good teams, half wash out of the league. The NFL is the only league where a lot of guys didn't even get drafted. Like, a lot of guys wash out. So if it's just picks that you're probably going to blow anyway and you get a franchise QB, I think it's a bargain. Now, I don't know. I want to pick first, though, because I want to take Miles Garrett. So I'm not sure I would do that. 
it goes back to you don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. You can think he is, but you know Miles Garrett is an instant impact player. and Just requires less to be on the field at that position and to make an impact than it does at quarterback. Has a higher floor than anybody else that you could take right now. And any other move that you could make right now, the highest floor you can get, the, the, the bare minimum that you're going to get is one hell of a defensive player in Miles Garrett. And I don't know how you don't at the Browns point. They say he's transformative. They say he's that, like, that good. I would much rather bust a number one pick on a pass rusher than bust on a quarterback at number one pick, right? Like, ultimately, I think that's probably better. Got to make room for New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. We've been telling you all morning that what you should do is uh, take off work on Friday. Join us as we'll broadcast live starting at 6 o'clock in the morning at the Tilted Kilt for St. Patrick's Day. You know, I keep uh, bearing this lead, too. It's also, you know, the tournament time. Yeah. Plenty of TVs on at the Tilted Kilt. Joining us now via the Tilted Kilt, we're going to actually hold off on New Tour Tuesday just a few minutes here, is we have Dakota. And Charles, I hear you're like the head man in charge over at the Tilted Kilt. Uh, if, you it, were, if you want to call it that. Is there somebody else at the Tilted Kilt right now who's actually the head man in charge and you're going to get in trouble when you go back? Um, not at this location. <laughs> not at this location. Good, 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 good. So, yeah, Dakota, I, and what, what, what do you do for the Tilted Kilt? I am a kilt girl. You're there. a kilt girl. Rocking it out on St. Patrick's Day. Now, D- Dakota, I know, um, uh, you know, I've known tilt girls or kilt, tilted kilt girls in the past, and um, I would assume that 6 a.m. is pretty early for you. Can you assure us that you and the other kilt girls will be fully garbed up? You guys will Charles, be ready to go. Charles, just give us a key. We'll open up for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, I've been shopping for months now. I will be mentally prepared and I will be ready. Nice. Are you Irish? I actually am a little bit Irish, German, so... Nice, got a little of everything. Just all the white people ones up in there. Just all those ones, I just yeah. got them all in a mix. A little bit of Europe. Little oh, bit yeah, of, got all that there. there. So, Charles, I keep hearing about breakfast specials. I'm 300 pounds, so I, I would like to know, like, what are we thinking about? Like, what's uh, what type of food are we thinking about? Oh, well, we're, we're breaking on our Tilted Killed um, breakfast menu that we only run on St. Patty's Day. I like it. There's a big breakfast that has um, bacon, eggs, sausage, yeah. hash browns, toast. We got the burrito going on. Yeah. We got the um, Dude, let's do this fat. tomorrow. Why are we waiting a Friday? <laughs> that sounds you know fantastic. You're be hungry for breakfast, right? I hear all day at the Tilted Kill. You guys will have bagpipers there as well. Millersburg Brewing Company going to be on hand uh, doing some cool stuff with us. But you got bands playing. You got all so all day. You guys are going to have entertainment going all day long. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, if you guys don't know, Tilted Kill's up near Belden Village. Yeah. Uh, it's right there. We were there last year actually for St. Patrick's Day. Had a great time doing that. We'll pass out pint glasses. I believe the first hundred people through the door get one of those. Uh, I am going to bring the rest of the Stansbury Show stickers with us as well, so that'll be the last day on those until okay. we order more. We'll be uh, passing those out and, 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 and sold out Rock on the Range tickets that we'll give out. Now, Dakota, how long have you been a, a, a kilt girl, as your, as your title there? I'm I'm going on a year here. I started actually last July. So a year strong of uh, of 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 wearing the kilt and doing that thing. Now I always try to ask you know women that work at establishments like this, like what's worse, the jokes that come out of dudes who are trying to hit on you, like hey, or is it watching people eat chicken wings? Because that's disgusting, dude. Having to watch people like tear um, into that. Which um, one's worse? I would say definitely a mixture. As long as they're not making jokes while eating the chicken wings, we're probably going to be okay. Okay, fair. Yeah, he's right. I got to admit. I mean, yeah. they... You know, you are dressed provocatively, I guess is the right word, and to where you are going to notice that. And I, I just... We talk about this on the show all the time. Guys, most of them... 
think they're funnier than they are. Definitely. Well, and <laughs> especially around beautiful women, dude. You put you a guy nervous, and, and, yeah. and a hot chick together in a room, and he's going to start totally acting different. He's going to try to be funnier than yeah. he is. So, Charles, how the hell are you getting anything done? <laughs> you, got a, you got a staff full of beautiful women. How are you getting things done down there? Oh, man, it's like vacation. You love it for a week, then you move there. <laughs> yeah, you find out what's going on. Living in paradise ain't so great. I ain't walking my shoes for a while, man. I tell you. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, guys who work on the radio often uh, will have a second job as like a strip club DJ. And I've always heard, dude, it's the worst situation you can put yourself in. So, no, I, I understand, Charles. I get it, man. Well, yeah, I that would be that. hard. I, live, I go home at night, though. To a wife? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Married? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice ring. Happily. <laughs> See what happened was. See, <laughs> see what it, what had happened was. Yeah, exactly. No, good for you, dude. Wives with no rings. That's a good dude, Charles. Dude, Charles in charge, indeed. There it is, right there. He is. There it is. is, indeed. So, uh, like, what time do you guys normally open every day? Um, we open at four p.m. Okay. Uh, Monday through Wednesday. God, and so then, you're doing it really early. Yeah. yeah. This and has got to be like impossible for you. This has to be like terrible to wake up to that early on Friday. Like, how are you going to do it? Are you just going to stay up from the night before? Probably not, but I will definitely be doing some mental preparations. Lots of coffee. Game there you go. Coffee. Game seven for us. Yeah, Game seven. Super I like Bowl the Sunday there. I like. Okay, you know what? You brought it up. Who's going to win the NBA title this year, Charles? We're talking to the tilted kill people. Cleveland Cavaliers. I like, like, it. like it. I like it. Go with the homer. You know what I mean? Don't want the crowd all upset with Golden you. Golden State's going to win. Everyone starts <laughs> booing you. Charles sucks. I, dude, I'm not sure Golden State's going to make the finals, to be honest with you. No, I mean, you got to really think about it. Like, when it gets down to the playoffs, who can beat the Cavaliers four times in a seven game? Season? I don't think anybody. I don't know. I don't think anybody. So we got the St. Patrick's Day party this Friday at the Tilt to Kill. This is going to be awesome because I for completely forgot. You got the NCAA tournament too. So you got college basketball. You got beautiful women walking around in kilts. Got beer from Millersburg, and obviously you know you guys got plenty of beer there. And a breakfast special that all starts early right. Friday morning, right. six a.m. We'll turn the key actually and get you guys uh, started. Yeah. We'll see you there Friday morning, 6 a.m. Uh, as we broadcast live from the Tilt to Kill. Thank you guys so much for coming in. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Right. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Starting New Turd Tuesday a little later. Sorry, we had a little impromptu uh, interview there with the Tilt to Kill people. Happy to do that. Um, I, I love the fact that they're going to open their doors early for us on Friday. As we broadcast live starting 6 a.m. for St. Patrick's Day, it's awesome of them. I want to uh, thank Charles and Dakota one more time for stopping by. I feel bad for Dakota, though, dude. She is not She is not going to do well when that alarm goes off at like 4.30 in the morning. I said to her, I said, I, I it's worse for you because I do it every day. Right. No, we're used to it. So I wake up at 4 o'clock every day. You get a little, not like you ever get totally, but you get a little bit more used to it. I said, you're going to do this for the first time in like nine months. Right. It's like, it's going to feel terrible for you. Yeah, I do. I feel bad for her. We're used to going to bed at 8 o'clock. Right. She is not. That's the hardest part, honestly, about waking up early, is going to bed early. It's not the waking up part, at least for me. So we do need to start New Tour Tuesday, and uh, we're probably going to have to do two songs in the one segment here. And we're actually going to end up bumping one of them, and I apologize about that. But I do want you to take a listen to this new song by Lord, um, which she kind of like was all the rage. And then this ha- kind of happens. You kind of take a dip there for a minute. And everybody's been kind of waiting for her comeback here. And this is her song. It's called Greenlight. Do I yes, have that right? Indeed. Here's uh, New Lord on New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. I do my makeup in somebody else's car. 
We ordered different drinks at the same bars I know about what you did and I wanna scream the truth She thinks you love the beach, you're such a damn liar Well, those great whites, they have big teeth Oh, they bite you Thought you said that you would always be in love But you're not in love No more Did it frighten you? How we kissed when we danced on the light of floor On the light of floor But I hear sounds Whoa. in my mind Kind of an awkward transition there Yeah, that was weird I like Lord too This is her new one, Greenlight there's no denying the chick has a really cool sounding voice. Yeah, she's got a cool voice. She does. Yeah, I don't think she's like, you know. Again, not a blow you away raw talent singer. Like Adele. But she's got a cool singing voice. Yeah, I agree. It's raspy. I like that. I feel like her songs always make an emotional connection. Like you can, you can hear her feelings. That's fair. You really liked her last album, right? Yo, dude, yeah. That 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 first album she put out, that was like my favorite album of that year, dude. Absolutely loved it. Um, Royals was such a big song. It's a smash hit. She Huge. had a, she had a bunch of hits off that yeah, record. Yeah, there, there were a bunch. Of but from top to bottom, like I think it was you know from one to fifteen on the tracks, dude. They were all good stuff. And I mean, even if you're not like a pop fan, even if you're like, oh my god, pop music, I don't view her as the same as like a Katy Perry song. It's just different to me. There's more to it. There's, There's more different substance. levels to pop. Right. Sure, yeah, I would agree with that. She obviously takes a page out of like the um like the Fiona Apple sullen girl like oh I'm so dark and brooding which can get a bit much. She's good though. I feel like we're going out of our way to tell everybody how good she is because of how bad this because <laughs> we are fans. I mean, you know, I don't think this song so far has been like an instant hit as soon as you hear it, but You know, it's just when you break out and you get so much success over songs that were huge like Royals was, you kind of raise the bar unfairly on yourself there. Yeah. And it's tough to cross that. And only the best of the best do that. And there's no there's no slight in that and not being able to, you know, your next single not being as big as you, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, you, if, you hit, if you have the biggest song in the world once, that's a hell of an accomplishment as a musician. Welcome to success. Yeah, I mean, to, to do it twice, you know. Rock Hall's well, filled with one-hit wonders. In my There's just not enough chorus to the song. This is again what he found somebody else. She's miserable. She's gonna come get her box of stuff, but she's not letting you go. And so she needs the green light to go. See ya. 
You know what it was too is like her last album, like the songs seemed different. Like this seems like a female pop singer song. Yeah, you could have had somebody else singing this. Like her last album, it was like only you can do this. Like you know what I mean? Which right. of course is absurd. But like well, you walked away from it going, there's something unique in this. No, no, I don't think that's absurd. I think I mean you could you know you could have Katy Perry sing a Megan Trainor song, who could sing a Rihanna song, who could sing uh, certain songs. You know you could sure. have all those kind of you know moving around, moving pieces, parts. But the Katy Perry singing a Lord song is not going to sound good. It's just not a compatible thing there. Where like yeah, where like when like you know when you have this like brute sound when you have this dark sound when you have this I don't want to say like emo pop or like but there is there's that little bit of like of like you know I wear black clothes all the time to it and and you can't have somebody else fake that so that's her strength. No that is who you are that comes from who you are That green light she wants it expected too much out of her. I think that might be it. Which, again, is saying a lot about you. When you put an album out, and now people just assume that everything you do from here on out is going to be gold. That's brand new Lord Greenlight. Fans, don't give me the vote. I will agree with you. I, I had higher expectations for the song, but I'm not going to let that uh, make that a crap song for me. It's not the best Lord song ever, and certainly if that's your first exposure to her, it's like, well, what are you guys so excited about? But she yeah, has she's a, way better. She now. has a cool voice. Um, she has songs that sound cool, and I'm going to say not a turd on that one. I'm going to go the complete opposite way and vote that a turd. It's a turd. When I heard when I heard Lord's the, the one that I heard the last time when I heard hits off of that, I could not wait to hear those songs again. I could never listen to Greenlight ever again and would be totally okay with it. Not that it's so bad, but I could just never hear it again and it would not matter at all. So therefore, I'm going to vote turd on that. You know what? Let's get Brett Eldridge in here. Okay. We'll just so we'll just combine here. We'll kick the dust up. We'll kick, kick the, the dust, dust up right here. Here we go. Uh, your country song of the week is Brett Eldridge, who uh, is coming off a pretty uh, sizable hit called "I Want to Be That Song," but this is uh, his new one. Something I'm good at. Get ready to go crazy right here. No, oh, jeez. Get ready to go crazy, one. Come on, man. Kick the dust up one time. Here we go. I'm a real bad liar. I'm a burnt toast kind of guy. Jeez, try- he's oh. a burnt toast kind of guy. No, no, no. It's worse than that. What did he say? I'm a burnt toast kind of guy to help try to make it rhyme. <laughs> Remember when rappers were the only ones who did that? Oh, when they God. asked you questions? How obnoxious <laughs> was that? Let's start it over. Yeah, yeah, sure. You ready to go crazy right You ready to go crazy, Sansbury? Again, I Want to Be That Song was a great song. This not sounding so awesome. Here we go. I'm a real bad liar. I'm a burnt toast kind of guy. Or if I try Jeez. to build a fire, I'll burn woods. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. The guy from the middle of the sticks with the jacked yeah. up truck, tailgates down, beer in the cup. You can't start, start a bonfire? A Come on, bro. Otherwise, you're going to burn the whole town down? Come Dude, on. that ain't dirt roads. How country are you? Dude, even Luke Bryan can light a fire. <laughs> that guy can't like, smell country. I like how I thought it was funny. <laughs> I'm going to burn the neighborhood down. Hilarious. Arson. Funny. Or if I try to build a fire, I'll burn woods. <laughs> I ain't a mover or shaker. Can't keep up with the pacer. Never met a dance floor that ever did me any good. 
I believe you met Pace Car, so we're going to call it the Pacer. Oh, okay, okay. I think you met Pace Car. I, I, was, I was concerned there. I'm like, is he talking about the Indiana Pacers? No, I saw, yeah, I saw the look on your okay. face. I was like, yeah, let me jump all in here. Right. I'll help you out. All right. Start a fire or change a flat? No, he doesn't know what he's doing, dude. Dude, what kind of country dude is that? Wait a minute. So you got the so wait a minute. You have the frisbee sized belt buckle down, but you can't start a fire. Isn't that what they always say? If you can't change a tire, shave your beard. Like, isn't that what they always say? I'm gonna pull your Maya car, man. It wasn't writing this song. No. Um, this sounds like uh, taking a little bit out of the Kenny Chesney, Jimmy Buffett. It has kind of that like party sound to it. Welcome and maybe to it's, it. Maybe it's the drums as opposed to like... It's, it's, uh, well, it's a system that works. I mean, Kenny makes great records. Again, I maintain that Bar at the End of the World, his new song is the best song on the radio. Uh, any format. Uh, yes. What I'm going to say, though, is that most country artists have taken another sound of it, not necessarily going for that like party-ish atmosphere as much, but this obviously is kind of a nod to that. I think that I think again the Sam Huntish stuff is kind of starting to move other dudes like you know what this whole you know throw the hands up in the air and you know devil may care is going to be big and I think yeah I think you're starting to see more of that new Brett Eldridge something I'm good at isn't he coming to town with somebody yeah isn't I think he's part of that Luke Bryan tour kick the dust up nice progressive field I think that's what that is I'm a Titanic sinking down into that deep blue sea. Can't change a flat tire, dude. I am barely a man, like barely, just, just, just over the edge of a man, and I can change a flat tire. Come on, dude. Right now, half of T County went. Prove it, <laughs> dude. How many times have I had flat tires in the, in, the, in the three years we've been together? I've had like twelve of them, dude. Been like, together, weird. <laughs> Stop, weird, weird. Working together. Well, what kind of man are you? Yeah, honestly, dude, it's not that hard. It's not that manly. I will say this, though. I am not a big Brett Eldridge fan. Like, up until I Want to Be That Song, I thought his songs were just okay. Like, I didn't think he was, like, that good. And so I'm not surprised that this is where it is. He's like, and again, most people probably don't even know this guy, but Brett Eldridge has always seemed to me to be, like, the poor man's... Billy Currington, kind of how like Richard Grieco was never going to be, um, what's his name, Johnny? Johnny Depp? Yeah, there Richard Grieco was never going to be Johnny Depp, Brett Eldridge is never going to be Billy Currington. I've thought the same thing before. Is that right? No. I had all the same, I had the analogies down. I feel like we got to give that some more attention. What is this? Damn, you're the cooker, you're the king, you're the sugar, dipping pop, and the cooker, you're the author of the book I'm reading. Thanks, you Hold on. You're the author of the booker, I'm the reading? author of the booker. I mean, come on. You're not even trying at that point. 
man, these stupid rappers, all they do is create their own words, throw Z's in the middle of words, just uh, start getting lazy about what they rhyme. Stupid rappers. Why do you love her? Is it because she looks really good in jeans? Is that yeah. where is that where the authentic love comes from? From the cutoffs and the white tank tops? That's where all that authentic love comes from, Brett? Got it. Wow. If you can read, you wouldn't say booker. <laughs> if you read the book, you wouldn't say you're the author of the booker. This town. Jesus. How was that bad? It's still going on. That bothers me, dude. Everyone should be able to change a flat. That's not even like a man thing. That's just an adult thing. What if you get a flat tire? It's not Tri- that hard. Triple I don't, A. I don't know, dude. If you live out in the country and all them back like red dirt roads. They're going to change all the good at. They're going to charge you a lot of money. You thought it was over. Oh, Ooh. you thought it was over, but that wasn't Brett Eldridge one time, man. Come on. This is bad. Found Please be over. I'm really good at. This wasn't You it. thought it was over. Oh, my, my. I'm such a lucky guy. You got me tongue-tied like Jekyll and Hyde. I'm coming undone. I'm born to run. I got my shades on. Here comes the sun. Just keep saying stuff, Brett. Just keep doing it. Here's the thing I will give them about this song is you never have to remember the lyrics on tour because you can just keep throwing words in there. I'm so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta laugh at my own jokes there. Dear, you know people are ma- people get mad at us for that about laughing at our own jokes, and comedians will, but it's part of moving the yeah. thing along. Yeah. But if you're singing a song, well, dude, let's not act like Brett Eldridge was the first one to do it. Kid Rock, baby, <laughs> Def Leppard, baby. <laughs> You know what? I'm being tweeted and they said, Stansbury, you had a flat on the way to Cincinnati and you didn't change it. No, that no. is true. Actually, we did call AAA from the side of the freeway. Well, dude, hey, you, you're on the side of the freeway yeah. and like, dude, I don't want to get hit by a car. Okay, I understand. But if we're just talking about, do you know how to, can you, can you change a flat tire in your driveway? It was, my, you? it was my bitch of a girlfriend who was like, no, you're not doing it. It's my car and I don't think you know how to do this. I'm calling, I have AAA for this reason. I'm doing it. You're on the side of the freeway getting driven by 75 miles per hour. I I sat in the car and ate lunch while the guy changed the tire. (laughs) It was actually not that bad of an experience. 
Wow, dude. Brett Eldridge, something I'm good at. Fantel, give me the vote there. Eh, it's half a turd. And the reason I say that, uh, not that it's in particularly a song that I'm going to listen to again, but I think country radio fans are going to like that song a lot, so I wouldn't be surprised to hear that on 99.7. I am going to completely disagree. I don't think it's a song I will ever listen to again, and I don't think country music fans are going to wrap their uh, their arms around that, so I'm going to vote turd on the new Brett Eldridge. It's a turd. It's- All right, I will try to keep objective over this next song. I okay. will admit that I am not a 311 fan. They're just one of those bands. There are a few songs that, yes, are okay, but all overall, they, I find them to be kind of annoying, 311. And they have a new song. It's called Too Much to Think. And that you'll hear next on Rock 106.9. Fantone from the Stansberry Show. And it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute. And let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen, Dude, I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RoholtVision.com. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Some of you may be going through what I went through last week, which is car shopping. If you're thinking about taking out a car loan, let me suggest to you CSE Federal Credit Union. It's the bank I've been using since moving down here to Stark County, and I love how local they are. It's not going to cost you a single penny to talk with somebody about a loan option and to get pre-approved. So whether you're looking for a new ride, joyride, motorcycle, ATV, yeah, maybe you want a four-wheeler today after all that snow. CSE Federal Credit Union can make your dream a reality, and you can get some more information on their loans by checking them out online via their website, which is CSEFCU.com. Motorcycles and boats and all that stuff feels so far away, dude. Looking at that snow out it's there. It's away. like, what are you talking about boats for? Stansberry, you're an idiot. Are uh, you kidding me? The golf, it's, yeah. it's, it's killing me. I just want to go play yeah. real golf. Although I went to the driving range yesterday, yeah. seven, eight iron, both really, really well. Feeling good, huh? Yeah. I like I it. I think I might find it this year. There you go. This could be the year. Stansberry turns the whole thing around. I think I might find it this year. I have a, <laughs> it might I, be. I have a goal of uh, that I would like to hit by, um, and, and I've given myself Halloween is the goal. Uh, and, and it's only at the one course because you know I, I uh, you know I, I play there the most. The pines out there in Orville. Right. I want to hit. Fi- I want to shoot forty on the front. Is this the uh, is which this, is hard to do? Forty on the front. I mean, do forty's tough. Is this the I'm going to hang it up conversation that we had? Because I remember there was a while ago. You said if I don't hit this goal, I'm, I'm going gonna, to I'm going to stop golfing. I'm not going to be able to do that. Oh, okay, I'm not going to be able to hang it up. Right. But I, campaign but I, promises, not the same thing as governing. I get it. No, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah absolutely, sure. yeah, same, yeah, same yeah. thing. So uh, nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday, <laughs> skipping right over that, nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday, we, uh, we played you the new Lord, we were split on that. We played you the new Brett Eldridge, and we were split on that. I voted turd on that. You voted uh, You voted not a turd. You thought country fans were going to get behind the new Brett Eldridge. Or maybe I'm just embracing the uh, the radio station role of, no, if she likes it, you have to say you dislike it. That's how radio goes. No, we don't no, do that we don't here. do that. We don't do that here. No, we don't. That would take pre-show meetings, and neither one of us are here <laughs> in enough time to do that. 555, bro. That's how we roll. Crack the mics and talk. Who cares what comes eh, out? Figure it out. Just give me the headline. I'll figure it out. So we have this new 311, and yeah. I want. So I want full disclosure here. Yeah, I'm not a 311 fan. 
Okay, like I like Amber and like one or two other songs, but overall I find I find what they do to be like a little annoying and I lump them into the whole I blame here's what it is. I blame 311 for Janko. Like I yeah, like that's who yeah, I I so yeah. like I think of 311, I think of Janko and I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. I'm out. Right? And so unfairly I probably judge 311. That and all my buddies one day were all Iron Maiden shirts and like metalheads, and then 311 came out and they had Birkenstocks on the next day and right. they were they were hippies overnight. And I was like, oh, you bunch of losers. It was back, I would think it was like 95, so you yeah. used a different word, started with an F, not well, allowed to use it now. But you got to think, dude, back in 95 in particular, dude, you know, 311 fans, Sublime fans, they had much better weed than like, you know, metalheads. So like, I can understand back then why you'd want to go over to the dark side or the the the, the, the shell necklace side, the hemp uh, side. Uh, the puka shells yeah. and, uh, and frosted tips yeah. and 311, bro. Jinko's 311, uh, man. Yeah, just all that stuff. Whatever happened to that Jinko comeback? Remember we talked about that? And they were like, dude, Jinkos are coming back. Nobody, nobody, nobody wore those. Dude, BuzzFeed needed clicks. <laughs> Nobody's wearing Jinkos. It's like, the, dude, the guy who runs BuzzFeed was like, Americans are dumb. Watch. <laughs> and then we all hit share like a thousand times and not a single person's bought a pair. BuzzFeed Slate, those dudes are smart, man. They got us all screaming at one another about yeah. stuff we don't understand yeah. and talking about fashion we're never going to wear. God, the internet's just awesome. Thank God for Twitter, right? Thank God for it. <laughs> at least there's porn there. Here, oh, the porn. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know what? Internet, internet, let's be friends, you and I. Let's be, I promise I'll pay my cable bill today. Alright, new 311. This song's called Too Much to Think. I hope I like it. I want to like it. Obviously, they have not changed their sound in the past 20 years. Nope. Which is good. I don't expect 311 to come out and do something different. Or where they live, or their guitar <laughs> strings, or their underwear. <laughs> Haven't changed a single thing in forever. Haven't washed their hair. None of it. Back again, I'm hold on You know what a part of the problem with them is, too? Mm. He just sounds like a dude who you could punch and then take his bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and bam! Like, she's with me now. He just sounds like one of those. The 311 singer, I you definitely I mean? could have beat up an Like, when he sings, I go... I bet you drink Angry Orchard. He um he's he tries to go so melodic sometimes, and it's like I want more like aggression out of my rock music, where he's very often like. Yeah. Now let's tell you how good Lord is again. <laughs> well, different I different format, between yeah. rock and pop. I agree. Look at how the time flies. It is. It's rock music for the Angry Orchard crowd. That's who that's who 311 is. You know, they always talk about, you know, quiet all these thoughts and all this stuff. Smoking weed doesn't quiet your mind down. It makes you think about more stuff. Was that the doorbell? Is the pizza guy here yet? Man, it's been a while <laughs> since we pressed, you know? That was like 45 minutes ago we called that guy. Do they still do the half hour or, or free thing? Like that's, smoking weed doesn't quiet your mind down. It makes more stuff happen. The ashes, gonna quiet my head down. It sounds like they've embraced more of that. And they've always been a very California band to me. But, shh, don't tell Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> shh. But they very much embrace the uh, that stereotypical sound of it. Yeah. I don't yeah, they've wrapped their arms around that. Yeah, we know we're lousy and only good when you're at the beach. Too much to think. I wanna get high. 
Let's illuminate the shadows, man. Now, as I've jumped up and down on that, okay. what I will say about 311 is, much like Jimmy Buffett, if you offer me a ticket to go, I'm going to go. Because, again, the party at 311 shows makes the music workable. Like then, Because I, I, I could sit at Blossom with a beer in my hand and be like, dude, are they going to pass that all the way down here? And like do all that and like have fun at the show and not care about what's coming from well, the stage. Right. I mean, but then you're, what you're saying is I like to drink outside. Okay, that's a completely different thing than saying I want to go to a 311 concert. Dude, joints are good <laughs> in open air. Yeah, I am kind of saying that. You know what I mean? But so is tailgating for the Browns game. You're not getting anything from that either. One of our Twitter followers, he goes by Mayor of Canton uh, slash Ohio there. He says, uh, 311 sounds like they can't change a tire. (laughs) And I would agree. Now here comes the breakdown. Singer needs to go off stage, smoke a joint there for a minute. Look how talented this guy is, why he doesn't change what he's playing. What is this? What? You know, what is that? I say it every week. You know, you guys should play more new music. What is that? I mean, that? I'll give you more 90s. I'll give you more grunge should come out of the speakers at Rock 106. I'll totally give you You should hear more Soundgarden at this radio station for sure. But you want this? Well, you could play down. You could play one of their good songs. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's and what again, I do. I will grant them that they had some hits. My buddy Nate, back in the day, was like the biggest 311 fan. And like he had just bought like a new like jet black Ford Probe at the time. That was like the car to have. And like we would load it up every weekend and like drive around, listen to 311. And I always had to be like, yeah, these guys are all right. And then right. secretly in the back of my head, I was like, dude, this band sucks. Sucks. They are t- <laughs> well, my friends have weed and I don't have any money. So I'm going to be cool. Right. Just pretend like I like it. Ugh. God, why is this still going on? God. It'll always be 311 for me will always be that. Like hanging out with my buddy Nate and my buddy Brandon, whose parents like had a little bit of money. And they had a a huge trampoline that took up like half the backyard in the backyard. So we would always just go take drugs and jump on the trampoline all night. And it's like, yeah, 311 was a decent soundtrack for that. Jesus. Dude, how long was that That song? Well too long. Dude, under four minutes. So a long song, but not like an excruciating long. But that felt like that lasted four years. I was going to say, I I thought you were going to tell me 520. Yeah. runtime? Honestly, way to crap on my new turd Tuesday. You know, I usually I'm like, dude, no, it's easy. Stand straight. We don't have to do any work. It's fine. And then you play crap like that. That was pretty bad. Uh, let's make it official there. It's a turd. Yeah, it's bad. 
dude. Yeah, I would have to vote that's a turd, too. Yeah. Uh, I will definitely have to do that. That is uh, the end of New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park, which, by the way, you'll be able to see Tesla there yeah. April 29th. We'll have uh, more tickets for that the rest of this week. And uh, should remind you of this, join us Friday as we'll broadcast live at the Tilted Kilt starting at 6 a.m. for St. Patrick's Day. Hell yeah. Moving the party then from noon to 2, we'll be over at the Canton Brewing Company. I want to thank Millersburg Brewing Company for uh, helping us supply the pint glasses that we're going to give away. And also get you guys hooked up with sold-out Rock on the Range tickets all day for St. Patrick's Day as well. So join us Friday for that. Aside from that information, we are now done for the day. Yeah. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See ya.